fermented coconut water, natural, organic, straight off the tree, big pun. That's my, you know what I mean? That's my go-to, but Black Thought is, is an honorable mention. You know, I don't cook food anymore. Um, man, you gonna go arroz con pollo, even though I don't eat it no more. <laughs> Beats and Easter podcast. We are back, back at it once again. Record mode. Check the EQ for Dobie. <laughs> I am your host, Old Head Ed. You Thank you for know. joining us once again. Yeah. And as always, I am joined by a guest, <laughs> fabulous, <laughs> wonderful, <laughs> special people that that take the time, sit down, and talk it up with me. Mm. And uh, this time's no different. Um, I got a producer, rapper, singer, songwriter. Tell him. Oh, 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 homie. Uh, going back. Um, I mean, the, the dude that's behind Primo Music. And, uh, and yeah, man, you know, he's about, he's about buying the bar. So we weren't going to get into that. And uh, before we can get into that, I got to introduce him. He's none other than Optimus Primo. Primo, what's good, my man? Chilling, man. Glad to be here with you, my brother. Yo, it's such As a pleasure. As always, man. This As is... always, good people, man. Nothing can keep us apart, man. That's what I'm talking it's about. That vibration from the heart, man. You no, already know. No man. matter the time, bro, because it's Absolutely. been a minute, man. Uh, we, 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 we talked about it earlier. We, you know, last time we linked up was... Last time I was in Hollywood, Pines and what, and that was some time ago. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, man, nah, the, the vibrations don't stop, and you know, you always find the way back, bro. This is this is dope. Thank you. This man. is dope. Man, I'm glad to be back, man. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, man. So this is the podcast for those who don't know who are joining us for the first time. This is Bruce Beast, and he's the podcast. Like I said, I am Old Head Ed. Um, this is the podcast where we talk beer, music, and food. Before we do that, we get to know the guest. Always have a guest on here with me. Um, like I said, this is Primo's. This is Primo's spot right here. So, um, yo, Primo, let's get into, um, uh, you know, you, you do a little bit of everything. The jack of all trades, master of some. <laughs> exactly. Master of, of self. Actually. Master of self. That's even dope. Yeah. Um, so let's get into, like, just music. How did, uh, how did, how did you get into music? Man, I, it's funny you asked that question. I think what brought me into music is growing up in... Uh, Afro-Cuban home that still preserved its uh, cultural Yoruba roots and my, you know, still practiced the religion, still spoke the language, still sang the song. And my uncle, which is, you know, a really well-known uh, ritual bata, bata player, um, which the bata drum comes from West Africa okay. in Yoruba land. And um, since that was part of my upbringing, that was happening at the house when there was, you know, spiritual rituals going on at the crib, I was always immersed in my culture and my music. Mm. And then also, you know, the salsa, which is more the, the thing we do at the parties, but, you know, always, you know, Africa, which is, you know, the nexus for music, mm. was always there. Um, and then, you know, later on, kicking the b-boy in, 
and I started DJing in college. Then I ran into Doe, which, you know, that's how we're here today. Yes, you know yes. I mean? Shouts, shouts to Infinite Doe, Doe. Yeah, infinite. I mean, he's been Infinite. He's been, we, we know him as Doe, but he goes by Sweet Jesus. Sweet Jesus, yes. Uh, All of the above, yo. Shouts yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to him, man. You know what? As a matter of fact, let me. He got so many names. I actually have him saved under my phone. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I got him as Sweet Jesus, aka Infinitus, aka Aldizi, aka Doe, aka Aldizimus, aka the rapping rabbi, aka my favorite rapper, man. Well at least he used to be. Yeah. I don't know no more. I don't know if he's still doing his thing, but I used to I used to hit him up with the Infinito, deja eso, tu yeah. eres tremendo fuego. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, and that's and that's how we came. And I was gonna get into that eventually, but how we met was it, it was it, very memorable. Yeah. Um, it was Rock the Bells, mm. and I want to I want to say it was 06. Yeah, Orion was there with us too. First time I met Orion. Shouts to WDDH, Orion, yo, the homie. Um, several podcasts together, part of the South Florida Media Gang. Smoking mirrors. Smoking mirrors. Yes, yes. Yeah. All of the all of the above. Um, and that was the first time I met him was out there, mm. and uh, that was a that was a hell of an occasion, bro. The performances, South Florida wasn't used to seeing that type of like that collective of artists mm -hmm. and, and that was crazy so that always uh has a a place in you know in, in the in the in the memory, in the memory yeah, banks man. yeah man yeah man we really took that that event in man mm -hmm. and there was so many things going on that wu-tang came out that year heavy mm -hmm. what's this dude from new york super super uh He's super political. He's super... Oh, Immortal Technique. Technique yep. went yep. off. That I, I'll never forget something he said. Oh, I, I, you know I, have, a feeling, I have a feeling. I know what you're going to say. Write it down. If you write it down, uh, hold on, hold on, I was going to say the same thing. Okay, okay. He's about to bug yeah, out, man. Yeah, right, we're talking about 15 years, 20 years. <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. And, and we have the same, we have the same exact take on, on what happened, man. But it was, it was, the weather was perfect as per usual in Miami. And I think it was the amphitheater over there on Bayfront. Mm -hmm. So I'm setting the scene. You know, mommy's Boricua, Caribbean ladies, Jamaicans, Cubans, Puerto Ricans, Black American, White American. Man, it was just love. So the scene was just love, man. It was like a Puerto Rican day parade minus the cutting and the slashing and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. the buck fifties and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I'll never forget a mortal technique, you know, in, in perfect Latino fashion, got up and told them, yo... Everybody's talking about, all you Latinos talking about avanzar la raza, avanzar la raza. You want to avanzar la raza, read a book. Mm, yep, yeah, yeah. And that avanzar in, in English means to advance, advance right? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times people think by marrying into, you know, the dominant race or the dominant ethnic group, even though there's, you know, we're only one race, human race, yeah. right? Or well, whichever ones of us are human. Yeah. And so... For those who choose to participate. Yeah, exactly. So... You know, that, that really much tells you, like, they're, they're, the divisions were created to oppress. Yeah. To divide and conquer. You know what I mean? Because if we look at it, the 99% on the bottom has way more in common mm -hmm. than, the, than with, amongst each other mm -hmm. uh, than we do with the 1% that divides us. You yeah. know what I mean? The yeah. only thing is that we all aspire to be that 1%. We all want to be Bill Gates. Yeah. We all want to be Warren Buffett. Yeah. So we won't go at them for... Corruption. We won't go at them for anything because we aspire to be like them. Even though most everybody's not going to make it in one lifetime to where they're at. Correct. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and when you say that, it almost seems like you're negative, right? But the reality, the statistics don't lie. 
Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. That's not to say someone can't be a one-off, but the reality yeah. is that, nah. It's not. That's yeah. a handful of people. Yeah. And we're a boatload of people. Meanwhile, we're going at each other mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. for a piece of the, a, a sliver of their pie. Yeah. And we never going to get it. Where they got so many, they got it so many times over. Exactly, yeah. man. Yeah. To, where the, to where the fact that they even tell you, oh, we're giving away our wealth. Give it to us now, bro. Don't wait till you're dead. That's Give right. Give it to me right That's now, right. bro. Yeah. I remember people were telling me, oh, no, because Bill Gates, and you know how you always see that meme, uh, Warren Buffett and Bill Gates next to each other. They don't wear... $100 billion, and not one Gucci belt in sight. Yeah, yeah. Man, y'all need to shut that up. I've, I've, heard, I've, heard, uh, I've heard other podcasts reference that and say... Um, yeah, of course. When they're out there in the public view, they're not gonna stunt on you. <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't even look at it from that perspective. Yeah, man. man. And I was like, oh, that shit, that makes sense. It's like, why would they walk around stunting? Yeah. It's like if they're trying to appear. Uh, Who's appear, got a shark tank in his house, man? Yeah, you know, what I'm saying if they're trying to get stuntier appear, than that. No, exactly. If they're trying to appear every day, every day, yeah. then they're not gonna do it like that. They, they won't let you see it. Yeah. That doesn't mean it doesn't happen. You know what I'm saying? I think. I think. Um, and I'm. You know. I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but I think uh, it just through through um, through the mainstream, even going back to mid early '90s to 2000s, um, we've become real comfortable with uh, visuals, imagery of people, especially us mm-hmm. coming up being influenced by hip hop. Yeah, we you know we became comfortable. Um, well, I don't want to say comfortable. We be, uh, we became familiar mm-hmm. with the imagery and the visuals of hey, listen, we've made it to this point. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's easy to go from having that in your mind the whole time yeah. to then turn around and somebody pointing out a picture like you said of, yeah. of of billionaires and they're like, yeah, they don't even they don't do yeah. it that way. But, you know what, but, but what are they doing? They they they're, they're uh, elevating the billionaires and self deprecate. So you you're putting the one percent. On the pedestal again, yeah, right? They're yeah. already they're already your idols. They're already the gods that were given to you in this capitalist society, Got right? Mm-hmm. And they're and they're and they're established as free market geniuses. And by a lot of stretches of the conscious, they very well may be. There's no questioning that. And they're very uh, successful in their given industries. Mm-hmm. But when you're continuously putting them above you, all you're doing is tearing at your humanity, mm. tearing at your right to ascend and elevate on multiple levels because there's more than one way to be above, mm. right? Look, perfect example, Warren Buffett, they asked him in an interview, and it's on YouTube, what would you do more of if you had, if you if you could go back in time? You know what he said? What was that? Guess. I don't know. Give me a wild guess. What would you think okay. Warren Buffett Warren would say? Warren Buffett would say if he would... This is the dude that got billions of dollars, right? What would he? What would he want to do more of if he had? If he had another shit, I, I think the ideal answer would be to to help others more. Bullshit, but he it's not to even fuck more. Really? Yup. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I can say the F word on the. Podcast. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, we no, live, no, we live here. No, no, yo, for real. Yep. I mean, my other, my other guess would have been try to find a way to make more money, but nope. he but wanted to hunch went. more. Wow. I don't wow. know if his wife ain't giving him the goodies or what's going on, <laughs> but you know it what? It might have been dry at the moment. Who knows? We, he didn't have. He probably didn't have a childhood like me and you. We, we grew up with mad fly honeys, right? Mm-hmm. Caribbean mom. Yo, we was 
everything you see you want to hunt because it's delicious. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't know what it's like to grow up wherever he grew up, but it probably wasn't as fly as growing up in Miami or oh, yeah, New yeah, York. Yeah. That's a safe bet. You know, that's a safe <laughs> bet. Like, all day, we're going to win that one. Like, and so that goes to show you that there's more to life than just what he got. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's that's a true. balance, right? It's true. And you got to fill all the buckets. Bro, and it's funny because it's like, like you said, for, for those of us who have access to, and just, I mean, and necessarily, I don't want to say access, like we're getting them all, mm-hmm. but being able to be part of a culture that produces such beautiful looking women. Um, Blessed. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and we have this, and yet this man was, he's at a part where he was, he wanted to do it more. Yeah. So we're here looking at him like he got it. He's looking at us like we got it. Yep. You know, and that kind of even, in a sense, it evils, it, it, it evens a playing field. A playing field. A playing, exactly. not all of them, and but there's so a playing many, field. right? He, he can have all this money, but he can't sit next to a guru and tell him shit. Because mm. he's never ascended through the levels of consciousness, yeah. his spirituality. Because he thought he's made it. Yeah. He thought, there's, to them, there's no reason to go past that. They and the reality it. is that most of that money is numbers on a computer screen these days. Yeah, it's I not work, tangible at all. I worked in a bank, bro. We don't, they don't even keep that much money in the bank. Nope. And the money that's in circulation is very limited compared mm-hmm. to what's on the books. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was always like, man, once I learned that, I was like, the day they shut these computers off, bro, all it takes is one solar flare to cook all the satellites. You don't know who got what. Kind of a wrap. That's why, you know what? Shout out to my marimbero uncles, my marimbero godfathers, and all my all my OGs that was doing their thing in the 80s. They knew what time it was. Put it in the mattress, put it in the ceiling, <laughs> yeah. dig it in the backyard. Yeah. Put it wherever you put it on your wife's bra. Put it somewhere, bro. <laughs> yeah. you can't, you right can't, bra. We can't all put it in the same bank, bro. Nah, nah. Because what happens when you run on the bank? They don't close the door. Like, sorry, we ain't got your money. Yep. And you ain't getting in. And you ain't getting in. And then we're protected. Because then if you try to go in there and force your shit out, you're going to jail. Mm -hmm. And look, right now with the quarantine, how many people, the banks was closing more than anything. So then you, they limiting access to your shit. Yeah. But you giving them access to your shit. On a weekly basis. If you're still getting it. And that's us putting them on a pedestal and putting ourselves down again. You know what I'm saying? So it goes through everything, bro. It's a common theme and everything. It's true. It's true. All right. So, you know, (laughs) full disclosure, it wasn't the line. That wasn't the line that I was thinking from uh, Immortal Technique. What I had written down was there was one moment where he's like, he was trying to dispel the myth, dispel the myth of Pelo Malo. Oh, but he was dropping knowledge. But he was dropping knowledge. The same was, line. Yes. So he was saying, he's like, yo, I come, from, you know, we all, a lot of us here are Hispanics. And he was speaking to a Miami crowd. Yeah. And probably, you know, amongst others, a crowd that needed, probably needed to hear it where it's like, For yo, sure. that whole nonsense about don't let our, our, our elders tell us, you know, give us that, that, you know, uh, that frame of mind that it's like pelo malo, mm-hmm. that that's not beautiful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That you have to do this or that. You know what I'm saying? And then and I think shortly after that, Chris Rock came out with a documentary called Hair or something, yeah, Bad Hair yeah, or something. Yeah, I remember <laughs> but, that. But, uh, but yeah, that, but knowledge, nonetheless, knowledge that I'm sure it was in that, on that same wavelength. Yeah, of course. That because that's pushing. part of the, the racial colonial legacy that was left by Spaniards in all of the Latin American countries in Hispaniola. Mm-hmm. And then they came and they created a narrative about us and told us stories about us that weren't true. Yeah. We created their history. Mm. I remember I was talking to someone the other day and they're from Spain. And I was like, what do you, what have you guys done? Like, what have Spaniards done? Mm. 
And they're like, well, we got Alhambra. I was like, Alhambra? I'm like, Al Anzar. Man, I got a masjid right by my crib. Holla at the Muslims right now. They're going to tell you they want that shit back. Wow. And who was in, who was in Spain with the Muslims? The Moors. Mm-hmm. Go back to Othello. Shakespeare knew what time it is. Yeah. They respected us when we walked amongst them. Yeah. But towards the end of, Sha- of, of Othello, they start to show you when the tables start to turn, when they start looking at the Moors differently because they want to posture their power that eventually they imposed when they came and colonized our countries came and extracted our human resources from our places. You know what I'm saying? Beautiful places. And what did they have to do? Divide and conquer. Say, what you have is bad and what I have is good. Belo malo means bad hair. Mm-hmm. But there's no such thing as bad hair. The only bad hair is the hair you get after chemotherapy, which is none at all. Yeah. yeah. Because they're killing you. And if you're talking negatively about any cell in your body, including your hair, you're killing yourself. Because yeah. you're telling your body it doesn't have the right to be the way it is, to grow the way it is. You're talking to yourself. And there's, that's why it's so important, positive self-talk, because energetically, your body, all the intelligence, everything is intelligence, right? Energy is intelligence, mm. literally. So you're talking to that intelligence. And that intelligence is internalizing that. Reprogramming. Yeah. So you got to be careful what you say. Mm. And that's why, I, man, I remember I dumped one of my ex-girlfriends with the quickness. I remember the first time I got to meet her family, and this was a girl I loved. Mm. Yo. They told her, oh, our kid's going to be cafe con leche. That means uh, coffee with milk. Yeah. And I say, even if you don't have a kid with me, these kids are going to be cafe con leche because there's very few people on any country in the Caribbean that aren't mixed, mm-hmm. right? And even here in this country, man, slavery mixed so many people. that if Even Spike Lee. Did you ever see that episode on Oprah when Spike Lee, they brought back his... His ancestor, it was some white lady, and she nah. looked just like him. Same glasses, same really? nose. No. White wow. with blonde hair. Yo. Yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't know where Spike Lee was going to hide. I, if you would have seen his face <laughs> when they brought out white lady, it was like, oh. So he didn't man. do the right thing? No. Yeah. no. <laughs> At all. <laughs> At all, bro. Yeah. And so, you know, we believe those stories, bro, but we got to reprogram that. And I didn't, I wasn't going to get with a girl that was going to submit make my kids submit Got to you. that ancient colonial bullshit like, Got you. the the masters ain't on the field but we we reinforcing all that bullshit and they mm. gone you mm. know what i mean and that's why a lot of people go at like the whole brazilian you know uh, criminal you know kind of cycle is because yo the portuguese were some of the most corrupt and they left that cycle of chaos and corruption and then they walked away so if like right now you come into a, a game with little kids and you start Cheating and, and do, they're gonna see what you did, and when you walk away, they're gonna play just how you taught them to. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's not to say that we didn't have ancient kingdoms before them, and we didn't have our. We're talking about a whole new uh, breed of people that were brought under the oppression of the realities and the constraints of their living. Gotcha. So you completely made them not be able to speak their language, not be able to practice yeah. their religion, and so you completely cut them off from the roots of their tree. And then now you want to bitch about the leaves and the branches not being right? Come on, bro. Yeah, there's no amount of guarding that's going to help that, yo. You got to go back to the roots. Yep. All for real. Man. For real. Speaking of, you, you touched on on, on, um, on being positive and, and having positive influences. Talk to me about Guitars Over Guns, mm. y- your effect on, the, on the, uh, the children that usually don't have resources and, and how we get these resources to them mm. and how it helps them, I guess, develop. Yeah, it, you know, they say that old saying, it takes a community to raise a, it takes a village to raise a child, yes. right? 
Shout out to Chad Bernstein, man. He's uh, that's his, you know, he's the mind behind it. And um, I got I got brought into it um, by Doe. Okay. But, but numerous people. Um, shout out to Miami Beatway, my boy uh, Brendan. You okay. Know, he had reached out to me to get into it. Uh, Jay Howard as well. You know, they had seen me busking on the corner in Wynwood. Okay. Um, da Vinci's uh, da, Vinci, da Vinci Yeah he's in there yes. too Shout out Da Vinci That was the first time I had ever heard of it mm. um, Last year February um, It was the Dilla weekend or And yeah. uh, uh, Technique Records Did kind of Along with DJ Got Now Shasta Got Now mm. um, They went ahead And put together Like a Dilla event mm. um, And And There was several heads there I pulled up Pulled up there uh, linked up with Orion, my homeboy DJ Tres, shouts to the architects, mm. and um, and I met a lot of these people. Mm. And that week I was kind of scrambling for an episode, mm-hmm. so I said, you know what? I'm just gonna pull up to this event, yeah. and I'm just gonna run up on people with my phone and start recording them talk about Dilla. Dope. So I did a real quick. I called it an interlude because it wasn't more than about 18, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I, and one of the cats that uh, I came across was Da Vinci, and he was the first one that mentioned guitars over guns. Nice. And so you didn't know Da Vinci before? No, no, no. Oh man, I was meeting people for the first time. Him, DJ Proof, um, wow. DJ Why Not. Um, yeah, he's a real hip hop cat from Kendall, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I met them to my cousin. Apoc, 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 Apoc is there Apoc too. Yeah. yeah. Um, shout out my cousin, Magic City Management, Mike. He hooked me up with Brendan and all of them because they all record at Brendan's studio, and Brendan's got a catalog that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? He's he done, just did shit with uh, King Tetris. Yeah, recently bro. he's done he does stuff, does with, press uh, stuff with Wreck. Oh, okay. He does all. Uh, what's his name? Uh, M1 or Stickman? Stickman. Stickman. Yeah. So, but both of them, like he done stuff for the for the albums and stuff, man. He's got credits on major label uh, Banner stuff, dope. David Banner stuff. So you dope, know, dope. and so, so I they was, brought you into the fold through that. Yeah, man. And so now they actually did a pilot program now called uh, with the Gate program. Gate program is a program that's with the Miami Dade County Justice System, where kids that have had you know weapons charges, gotcha. just violence charges, mm-hmm. um, and they're all juveniles and. Um, and, and I don't like to say juveniles because that's their language, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. use those words for my young brothers that are already in marginalized societies, you know what I mean? I say that so you all understand it, but my heart never speaks like that. Because right, that, right there, we're we, we putting a label on these kids that they're just life, bro. They're life. But now mm-hmm. the life, the, the, the game that we're teaching them in this society is one of corruption and sickness. Mm-hmm. And what's Hollywood teaching them? Pick up a gun. What's what's the music that the big labels invest in? Mm-hmm. Telling them to do pick up the guns. What's the NAR doing, right? Because you you we be mad with little kids pick up guns. We got a bunch of fucking adults at Trump rallies, mm. just gun loving everything, and then little crazy ass kids like that dude that shot like three people with the uh, AR at the Kenosha. Yeah, 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 that little crazy. The guy that was cleaning the graffiti off the wall. Yeah, and little, that made him a saint. That's the new school KKK, bro. Mm. They just don't gotta wear the hood anymore, but that's what it is. You know what I mean? And you saw the cops pull up. Hey, man, thank you for being out here, bro. And they're like, yeah, because they rock with each other. You know what I'm saying? So, whatever. I digress. Let's go back to the guitars over guns. My, my young brothers, man, they, they, you know, they've been given a narrative about who they are and what they should be in this world. And guitars over guns is helping them, you know, completely erase that and start with a blank new page. Mm-hmm. Today, my, I, I, you know, I do, I do writing, like songwriting, rapping, and, and music production, digital production with my homeboy Monty, shout out Monty. And, you know, today my songwriting uh, exercise was, um, you gotta write from the perspective of someone else. And then we split it up into groups. They chose Mayweather, 
Okay. And then the other group had to guess the other group's person. Gotcha. And then we wrote Mr. Crab from SpongeBob. <laughs> and well, we won and it was dope. Yeah. The lyrics was dope. And, and then what I did after was I told them, guys, this was an exercise in you putting yourself in someone else's shoes. And I actually showed him that video by Lil Dicky called Freaky Friday where he wakes up and he's Chris Brown. Chris Brown, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, so guys, this tells you, you guys have the ability to take yourself outside of yourself. That's what you do when you do an astral projection mm. or visualization. You're taking yourself out of your body, out of the limits and the constraints of this physical bag of flesh and bones. And so I already know you guys could do it. So that means tomorrow's a blank page. That means you guys could write the new story you want to your life. You're not limited by anything that came before this. As yeah. long as you got breath in your lungs, you could change it. So that's Guitar Over Guns. Now we're partnering with that program, which is like the epitome of Guitars Over Guns, because those kids literally tote guns. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, they, they've been living in, a, in environments that require them. You yeah. know what I mean? Because a lot of times people think people pick up a gun for fun. Like, nah, bro. Yeah. People pick up guns a lot of times because other people got guns, right? Yeah. And that's pretty much what the NAR wants. Buy a gun because everyone else has got one, right? Yeah. But if nobody has one, we don't need one. But then at the same time, we've got a military, so yeah, we do need one. And that's why they wrote it into the Constitution. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you know what I mean? That's what these kids see and that's what the kids do. You know, it's, you know, before a certain age, you, you do what you see, bro. Yeah. We, we're products of our environment. It's true. You know what I mean? It's until, true. Until we create another environment. Especially at such a young age where they, all they do is soak in like yeah. it's every they're so absorbent because I mean bro how many miles they have on their brain at that point they exactly. got no mileage on their brain all they got is room yep. then it's a matter of like you said presenting them what they should fill it up with mm, as yep. opposed to what they, they shouldn't and that and right when you was telling me the story about astral projecting or the part of the when you're yeah. discussing astral projection and the fact that you could be someone else, that's such dope because I knew where you were going with it. Yeah, where it's like, yo, you don't have to be you. You don't have to be that. There's no forcing you. You could be whatever you want to be. And and it came through. You grew up on Quantum Leap, right? Yeah, yeah. We man. had that on TV. Scott Bakula, yo. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, we had that. These kids don't have that. Yeah. These kids got Call of Duty mm. and Real Housewives of Atlanta yeah. and the Kim Kardashians yeah. and, bro, all this other stuff, bro. Yeah. We had stuff that was like, bro, we look back that at you it. You had to like, think about what it was going on. Yeah, like, yo, bro. wait a minute. Yeah. I, I think that whole, that writers, that was it the writer's strike? Yeah. Years ago was what that's what that's what pushed reality TV to a other stratosphere because when yep. they realized that when the, when Hollywood didn't want to pay the writers and then like yo we don't need writers we just need someone to film you know uh, what's the Osbournes yep. or you know whoever yep. and go back to the whole you know build on that whole real world model from MTV that don't cost us nothing we don't have to pay nobody to write yeah. we just have cameras running around the and place we just so. jump on whatever's hot yeah. that's all they do now they don't yeah. have to like do pilots shoot pilots no like so that. there's nobody sitting there actually come up with the create you know the creative now granted I think we're <clears> 20 <throat> years into that movement right mm -hmm. and so now you get these shows like Blackish and all these other shows where people are Trying to come back because there's a people want you know sitcom feel. Yeah, yeah. I know my sister says that I don't watch different content series, but people mm -hmm. are series is almost like a trendy thing. It's like record players. Like now people want record players in their. Everybody's house. buying vinyl now. It's like bro, that's been <laughs> yeah. out forever. Like what yeah. are you talking like? They talk about it like it's a new thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like no, you're a hipster and you're making it a new thing, but it's, <laughs> but it's a very not. old thing. You know what I'm saying? It's so, been in existence for sure. So yeah, nah, man. Guitar over guns is, is is bro. It's not even just about changing those kids. That stuff, bro, does so much for me. On a on a on an awareness level, okay. Uh, because I don't have kids, I'm a I'm a single dude. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? 
Um, and that's not to say I'm not good with kids. I got nieces and nephews, you know what I mean? But the, the magic that comes with having to be in your adult mind, but then project in a way that's most efficient to transmit the energy that that young seed or that young mind needs mm. to have a better chance than you did. You know yeah. what I mean? To, to yeah. hear something that you probably should have heard, but someone didn't tell you, but you realized throughout your life. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's something that, uh, bro, it, 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 it fills me up every time I do it, bro. It, yeah. it gives me a high, bro. Like, wow. honestly, man, I don't have to smoke weed, bro. I get high off of, off yeah. of, off of, off of, off of seeing the potential and sparking the minds mm. and challenging them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times... And them rising to the challenge and then be like, yo, I knew it. Yeah, bro. I knew it. And they surprise themselves. But what happens is that there's a lack of adults who willing to challenge them. Everybody's willing to write them off because that's easy. Mm-hmm. But not everybody's willing to like enlist them, bring them in. And yeah, man, it's amazing. Dope. That's beautiful, bro. That's yeah. beautiful. Primo music. It was uh, it was for a while. It was Transformer. Now it's Primo. No, no, man. It's, it's still Transformer. Still TFG. Transform your music. Transform your mind. Yeah. Uh, the battle against Decepticons never ends, so I stay on my grind. You know? Yeah, yeah. Hey, no people the Decepticons from Brooklyn. We got these sucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know we, just we just saying. We just oh, saying. Yeah. Bring up old gang beef. Yeah, I know. Hey, listen. <laughs> we all inclusive here, bro. <laughs> we're here to we're here to grow. Transform your music. <laughs> um, you were one of the first cats that I remember seeing. Um, that was uh, that was pretty active. Um, you had you had the, what, I mean you jumped on the Google the Google thing quick like Google you saw way. that so you you jumped the first track I remember hearing from you was Google me yeah Google and, 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 and that was wild and I was like yo that shit, that shit is like it, it's genius in a sense because it's like this is something that everybody does it was at that, that time frame yeah. where like yo did you Google them yeah did you go oh we could Google so and so and it was just first coming up yeah. and uh, and you put it into a you put it into the song bro I remember and then you had the campaign for it I remember that the, the um, you had the pictures the the website that shit was all dope man, yeah, I mean, man thank you man, yeah, <laughs> that, was, man. that was great man shoot Google still now what are they doing they're building a supercomputer they mm. like they keep growing exponentially man yeah. and. I feel like my writing has gone off exponentially, mm. you know what I mean? But my creativity is just that exercise of flexing that muscle and, and coming up with something that, that triggers a happy memory. Like mm. right now you bring it up and you're smiling about it, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, what it, that's what it's about to me, you know yeah. what I mean? I think uh, being young and, and, and sometimes having the time but not the money and then when I have the money I don't have the time. That, that, that artist balance a lot of times didn't take me and propel me to, you know what I mean, go and promote it properly because the ideas were there. And never once did anybody tell me, anybody tell me yo, that's trash. I never, ever heard that. Mm. Like, and, and, and I welcome that kind of energy because, you know, I'm, I'm so out of, I'm so in touch but out of touch with my, with, with my, with my craft. Like, yeah. I practice non-attachment like the Buddhists, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, this comes through me, it's not of me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like you don't expect parent. for it. Yeah, you're, you're not, you're not going to try to find a way to lock it in. Exactly. Like a parent, you know what I mean? A lot of times the best parents are the ones that realize, like, these kids come through me, but they're not me. You know mm. what I mean? So then when you do that, you don't try to control it. You yeah. let it be. You let it live. You yeah. let it be beautiful. You know what I mean? And and I think a lot of times being from Miami, there's a lot of frustrated artists, right? Mm-hmm. And I for a while, I got you know, caught up in that energy because I was thinking this is mine and I got to make it do something. It's already done what it's supposed to do. It already came through me. You know what I mean? I'm a messenger. Wow. I'm a channel for that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And, then, and there'll that. be a moment, there'll be a moment where the next thing passes through. Of course. Damn. And which brings me to By the Bar, um, 
They can check it out. Definitely. So, okay, wait. Before, I don't want to jump into By the Bar yet. Okay, so um, were you playing the guitar back then when you did... Uh, yeah, okay. I seen the video. I seen it a couple. I thought times. that was the name of the nah, the Bruce and Beats. But I Bruce thought it was like Bruce and, and the Beats and Eat by the bar. By the bar. <laughs> yeah, that would be, that's a dumb collab though. Yeah, man. <laughs> so when did you pick up the guitar and when did you start singing? Because were you singing back when we met? Heck no. Okay. Everybody right. talk. Every time somebody I tell them I do music, people be like, "Oh, so what, you sing?" They never think I'm a rapper, right? <laughs> I don't know, bro. It's just, you know, it's the blessing. So you figured you'd add that to the repertoire then, bro, huh? You know what happens is it comes down to listening. The universe is talking to you through people mm. all day, every day. Yeah. And I was a young, hard-headed kid. Yeah. Big-headed and hard-headed, bro. And I wasn't listening, bro. You know what I'm saying? But I started to listen. And I started to allow that to speak to me. Because, you know what I mean? It was speaking to me. Now mm. I let it speak through me. So, yeah, nah, man. I recently picked up the guitar in, like, the last four years... And I started singing with it, singing with the rapping, mixing with the funk, because I grew up b-boying, mm. which, you know, that's my soul that makes me smile, that makes me dance, yeah. and mixing that with the hip-hop. So it's like, that's me. That's my sound. That's my yeah. that's my, that's my my nook and cranny. But now, don't get it twisted. I'd be on that Spanish shit. I'd be on that alternative rock shit. I'd be on that real hardcore rap shit. I'd be on that conscious shit. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm like a, I'm like the mystique of hip-hop, bro. Yeah. <laughs> You know don't, I mean? reference, because, don't reference Because I'm an empath You know what I mean So I can sit with somebody And I can If you hurting somewhere I can feel it mm. Like literally In my body Physically yeah. I feel it And similarly I get in the studio With like a doe Right And And And, and me and doe Will go off And doe Doesn't even realize it But I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm in his energy Yeah Now granted I'm always gonna do it The way I do it Because it's yeah. just me But I channel that That's why me and doe Always have some magical songs Together because mm. He's always in his sauce, and then it taps me deeper into my sauce, and then it makes me feel like I'm, I'm I feel like I'm on the track with Biggie, because literally, mm. he to me, he was, you know, I started rapping. Like, I always did b-boying and DJing, but when my sister brought Doe to the crib, and he played me songs, I was like, I want to make beats for this guy. And that's what made me make beats, and then, you know, Doe never shows up to the studio, so I was like, all right, fuck it, I'm going to use those beats, and I'm going to start writing. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was always a writer, because I was always writing spiritual things, psalms, parables, okay. thoughts, short stories, yeah. as a kid, like 13, 14, but then I started switching into writing raps. And so, it was just a natural progression, man, and that's why people call me the jack of all trades, because I just, yeah. I take a little bit of everybody, you know what I mean? Even women that I've been with, bro, they've all left... You know what I mean? Something beautiful in my life. You know what yeah. I mean? Because when you're open to, to to absorbing energies, like you can only take the benefit with you. You know? What yeah. I mean? And and it's and it's what I mean. We had this come through. I've mentioned it before. <clears throat> it's what makes us definitely who what contributes to who we are down the line. Mm -hmm. You know, good or bad. Yep. Um, it's, it's most people say there's no there's no the L's are not the losses they're the lessons. Mm -hmm. So. That's Whoa. like that's, say that again. Say that again. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck it up now. Nah, most people say that the L's is losses, but it's actually lessons. Mm. You know, you you walk away from it, you learn it, um, and then that makes you who you are down the line. You know, like I said, good or bad experience. You know, um, you, like you said, you, your inner being realizes that this was horrible. That won't get done on, on my behalf again. Yeah. Or oh, this is great. This is the feeling that I want to captivate, or I'm gonna do things that continue to bring me to this place. So, yeah. nah, it's dope. Um, where can they find you, man? Before we get with the rest of the podcast, I like to take care of the official business. Where yeah, can they find yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where People, they can keep up with you? Hit me on IG, and then there's a, a link in my bio to uh, um, that that 
web tree page that gives you the links to everything else. Got you. And uh, it's uh, Primo, P-R-I-M-O, underscore, music, underscore, on IG. Yeah, not not to, don't forget the second underscore, because if you just put one underscore, you're going to get some other dude <laughs> yeah. that looks like Hancock, <laughs> and you're going to get all mixed up. Primo, like, underscore, music, underscore. Bomb. Y'all heard it. Y'all know what's up. My peoples, this is just the beginning. Uh, we still got to get to these brews. We still got to talk beats, and we still got to talk eats. So y'all know what it is. Oh, head ed, Primo's in the house, brews, mm-hmm. beats, and eats. and he's the podcast and uh yes we have reached the brews portion this is the portion where i provide four beers for my guests to sample they'll try it out they'll give me their thoughts and then by the end by the time it's all said and done we'll ask them to give us a real quick one through four there's no sponsors here so i always appreciate the real to real let me know how you feel for sure um primo i know I know you said you're not a, you're not a beer drinker. You're Dude, not a drinker. I haven't period. had an alcoholic beverage since February when I trained when I switched over to fruitarian. Wow, Damn. I'm breaking that for for your podcast. Yo, yo, well, because I, I love you that much. No, and it's appreciated on this end because then it makes this this segment to be possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I know also we mentioned about um, I was talking about maybe doing teas, and you said you don't drink tea simulants either. Or, or ah, I thought you were giving me tea to just sip, not like we we're we were gonna do a bruise over beats type of segment. Well, I I I finesse the system mm-hmm. once in a while, oh, so people who that. don't, it's like if they tell me, well, I'll drink teas, so I'll be like, all right, well, I'm gonna pour four iced teas for you, you oh, sample, because okay. technically it's brewed also. I didn't know that. All right, that was that's where I was going with that, but that's fine, man. You gave me an excuse to drink beers on a Wednesday, for sure. All right, so uh, this first one here. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? What I do is I give a couple stats. For those who don't know, uh, I give a couple stats while the guest tries the beer. Um, and then he gives me their thoughts. So this one here is from the Tripping Animals Brewing Company. It's a Pilsner, and it's called El Creepy. El Creepy. This is some Miami <clears throat> stuff right here. Yes. Creepy, 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 creepy. Don't yes, Tripping it. Animals is located in, uh, I think, Doral. All right. Let's try it. All right. So... That one clocks in at a 5% ABV, so it's like... Alcohol by volume. Yes, so it's riding at a place where you can have a couple and and feel high, and you know, it ain't going to throw you over, you know, you ain't going to fall off whatever you're standing on. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of the beer? I think it's uh, it's got a, a nice initial taste. Okay. It's got a, almost a cidery initial touch to, on the tongue, and then it's got a nice malt aftertaste when it goes down your throat. Okay. That's El Creepy. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Who would have known drinking beer and talking Coffee, doesn't go yeah, together no, well? No, no, no. You coughing yeah. on the creepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's opening up the chest. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, I usually ask, well, I appreciate you making, you know, you, you kind of setting the, uh, the regimen aside just for a second to go yeah. through this. It's dope. It means a lot. Um, but at this point is when I usually ask my guests about their earliest be- beer memory mm-hmm. or what I like to call hashtag EBM. EBM. Yeah. Earliest you know beer saying? memory. Yes. Yeah. So um, remember your fir- your earliest beer memory? Yeah, man. I remember being at Club Space having drinking way too many beers and uh, just peeing for so long that like the, the pee in the toilet bowl over, 
you know how that they didn't flush toilet. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you get to the bathroom and you get, and then you're kind of drunk, so you don't even sweat that. But then, like, bro, I didn't know I was gonna pee for that long. Like, I'm like a minute and a half into peeing, <laughs> and it's starting to go over the top of the rim of the toilet. That's so, not good. Yeah, I remember that like it was yesterday. Oh, and, and I don't know if that's my earliest memory, but that's an early memory, and it was a bad one because, you know, I, I I like clean toilets and bathrooms, and I remember I hated going to the bathrooms at those clubs in downtown. Yeah. But even more so when it was like, I thought I was just going to go in there and, you know, just... Handle your business and, and step and away from it. You're good. Nah, bro. I ended up like getting like a, a, a cascade of pee off of the toilet. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, do you remember how many beers you had at that point that caused no, no, that like... I, easily at the frat party before, I think I had like oh, 12. Shit. Okay. And then we were drinking at... Space. Obviously, you don't drink as much as space. We had like maybe two more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like at 14 beers. Wow. Dude, yeah, that'll do it. That'll cause the cascade waterfalls yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real. You know, we were coming from Kendall to downtown, no bathroom in the whip. So I was holding that. Once I hit space and I got that bathroom, I was mm. like, <gasps> you know, when you take that deep breath in, you're about to pee for like a racehorse, you're like, Sigh. No, <laughs> but that wasn't the first time you tasted beer, though. Nah, what nah. was the first time you tasted first beer time like? I tasted beer. What was that like? Oh man, my grandma was an alcoholic. We used to call her Old Milwaukee. Abuela. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She was a, a, a chain smoker from the age of twelve to the day she died. She died minus two legs. She had gotten gangrene. Wow. From no circulation from smoking. So wow. If you're listening to this, y'all. Do not smoke. Yes. You know what I'm saying? The lungs are made for oxygen, not for toxic smoke uh, and carbon monoxide. So, yeah, man, I remember tasting her beer, and it was disgusting because she would drink the old Milwaukee, dude. Like, yeah. Colt Col 45. Like, my grandma was, like, smoky from, <laughs> from Friday, Friday. You know what I mean? Or what? Or Marlon Wayans from Don't Be a Menace in South Central with drinking your juice in the head. Like, give me the malt. Yeah. Give me the Colt 45. <laughs> Yeah, she was true to it, not yeah. new to it. And she was slick with it, too. She would put it in her termo de café. Yo. So we would think our grandma was drinking café all day. She wasn't drinking café. She was drinking old Milwaukee. <laughs> Yo, my grandma was 70 years old, coming home, stumbling in the Damn. door. Damn. Wow. Damn. I used to call her La China. To, to her day and day, she was a party girl, bro. Really? Bro, the, the, and she lived the full life. The... Yeah, I don't know. Oh, man, is 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 vice the yeah? No, I'm saying as far as time wise, like I'm sure how oh, old was she? Yeah, no, she, she had she was Chinese. She had Chinese genes, bro. Yeah. The only thing that went, she never had lung cancer, nothing, mm. throat cancer, none of that. Yo, it was her. It was her. Uh, it was her feet with the circulation, the gangrene on, wow. her, on her toes. Wow. I remember she described it to me. She's like, it feels like somebody put my feet in an oven. Wow. Yo. But I remember I had asked her to see if she'd have her day of reckoning. And I go, Abuela, ahora si yo te digo que voy a empezar a fumar. Grandma, if I tell you I'm going to start smoking, what would you tell me? She looked at me and she's like... Marlboro Lights, 100. <laughs> Here's the recommendation, my son. You take the first drag. No, no she looked at me and she's like, bueno, tú haces lo que tú quieres. Like, yo, you do whatever you want. And I was like, wow. Like, Man, I you was, was expecting that whole, yeah, like, that staunch, don't like, do don't do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was very spiritual and I was very perceptive at a young age. Yeah. And I was kind of hoping my grandma had gotten to this 
phase in her life and kind of, you know, had her aha moment and looked back and been like, not with regret, but with like how I look at the kids in guitars over guns. And I'm like, I made those mistakes. Like Jay Hope did that. So you wouldn't have to go through that. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? That's, yeah. same, yeah. that's same mindset. You know yeah. what I mean? That like you would stop somebody like if somebody's walking in a certain direction, you know there's a cliff and they're gonna fall off. Like you're like, yo, whoa, whoa, wait a yeah. second, bro, you don't go that way. I just you know saw I mean? somebody. I think that's compassionate. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I was really just looking for my grandma's compassion, and I was like, damn, my grandma's savage, b. Oh, savage. Wow. Wow. That's the Chinese, bro. They savage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shout out to China, man. I love the country and I love the people. I love the culture, but man, they're they're just. The, the the Communist Party has created like uh, Hunger Games, bro. Mm. Everybody for yourself. Yeah. I watched this thing called on YouTube called China and Focus, bro. Okay. And they they just they just give you all of the stuff, all the information that doesn't come out of China, bro. Yeah. This dam just broke. People have their houses flooded to like one foot below the ceiling. And, never and then they opened other dams just so they won't flood. And they purposely flood the poor areas so it won't so the flooding won't go to the rich so areas. Recess before it gets too wow to the to the wealthy areas. Wow, That's bro. China, bro. <clears throat> they That's just they just they just took um my man. From Rush Hour, what's his name? Jackie Chan. They just took Jackie to one of Jackie Chan's mansions, cause he's in like a faction inside of the Communist Party that was starting to kind of get too much power in Hollywood, mm. and they're cracking down on that. Wow. And they're cracking down on so many people, and they actually took one of his obviously mansions. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah, they, they savage with it, bro. Wow, that's something else, man. And you know they've been they've been in the hood feeding us dogs for years. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know That's why you go with the chicken wings and fried rice, bro. Exactly. No pork in that. Yeah. Yeah. When they yeah. chop and then they give you them diced meat, pieces of meat. You're in the back. You're like, yeah, no, no. Nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Man. No, no, no. Yes. That's, that's racially insensitive and that's a, that's a prejudice. And, and uh, I say that jokingly, but it's, it's not funny. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But at the end of the day, th th we have to understand the reasons why. China was oppressed into famines mm. by the colonial powers, yeah. by getting caught between Mother Russia and Father United States, right? Mm. And they had to pick a side, and they picked communism, and they just lost. Just like the Moroccans and the Sahrawis, mm. they got two generations growing up in the desert because they picked the wrong side. They picked wow. communism, That's and so now you got your kids, kids, kids have to pay have to live. for that. You know what I'm they saying? Have to live with and that. so I, my heart goes out with Chinese to to, to Chinese culture, Chinese people, mm. and shoot, I grew up with more Chinese, uh, you know, decoration and antiques in my house, and I did African stuff wow. because my grandma, yeah. right? And uh, even though they didn't speak it and they didn't get the Chinese name because of the China Chinese man that came to live in Cuba, right? He didn't hand them their name and he didn't teach them the language because you know Cuban culture so. So it's overpowering, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, it's rich. So you're not going to go there and teach them your language. And Chinese is not something that Latinos want to learn. Oh, you're you going to pick up that easily. Exactly. Right? Yeah, no, they made me feel like an idiot. Like I was practicing for months before I got there. And when I started talking, they looked at me like I was crazy. And all of my confidence went out the window. That's and I was it. like, fuck it. There's no need for it. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah, I'm not going to try no yeah, more. Yeah, no, I quit, bro. And I love language, bro. I speak 
speak Spanish, French, Portuguese, uh, understand some Yoruba. And bro, I'm always looking, I'm learning Amharic now. I'm always Italian. I understand perfectly fine. You know, I'm always loving languages because I like to understand people in their mother tongue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it yeah. speaks to a whole group conscious of a culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? A so, lot more is revealed than just what they're saying. Oh, of course. And look, all this stuff now with the pandemic, bro, you got to understand why those people eat all of those exotic animals. Because the government opened it up because they couldn't feed all those other people, all mm. those people. So they're like, go figure out what you're gonna eat. And people started getting all kinds of stuff. Wow. And now people eat bats and spiders, and we look at them like they're aliens. But bro, they was just trying to survive, bro. And there was, and they had to figure out a way to survive because while we had extra meals here, and we have our pantries filled, and we have our our shelves stocked. They don't have that over there, bro. Yeah. So let's be real. I always tell both sides of the story. I might joke from a colonial oppressor perspective, but I know the truth behind it, bro. Yeah. So. yeah. No, indeed. Um, yeah, it's, it's um, what was I going to say? You kind of, I, I went into like a, 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 a moment of deep reflection there. We're going to get into the second beer. Yeah. Definitely. This is from uh, 450 North Brewing. They're out of Indiana. Okay. It is from their Slush Mellow uh, series. This thing smells amazing. Okay, so now... I haven't let, even let taken... Can you it smell it? Yeah, yeah. It has, it has an odor that permeates way above the cup. Wow. Um, this is their Puff Fluff. It's a, a sour Berliner Weiss, and um, there's no ABV on it. I'll tell you why, but go ahead. Let's, let's get into this one. So the story behind while you... While you while you uh, <laughs> make up your mind on that one. You know what? I got a lot of feelings about this one, man. Okay. It, it, well, the second sip is the one that confirms it. So yeah. I think I'm going to start that I'm start that hashtag. Yeah. The second sip is the one that it. confirms it. Um, the reason why they don't put the ABV on it is because um, there was a moment there where they were putting ABV on the cans. Um, someone went ahead and did a test mm -hmm. to see what the actual ABV was, and it wasn't what they said it was. Wow. So... Um, they ended up not putting it on the labels. Um, what they do is they, uh, they're supposed to be getting back into a place eventually when they could label them, but it's actually made the beer that more sought, sought out after. or sought after. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, uh, cause now there's a mystique to it. There's a mysterious yes. aspect yeah. to it. And there's some shadiness to, you know, everybody yeah. likes shadiness. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is some like Grand Theft Auto, Vice yeah. City. Bro, how often, I mean, how often can you get to tell somebody that, you know, you're sharing beers with be like, yo, this don't even have an ABV on uh, it. Fine. So we don't even know where it's at. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it could be anywhere low. It could be anywhere high. What'd you think of the beer? Uh, man, so... Can I give you the whole rundown, or did you want me to the short answer? No, give me the whole rundown. Right, right here. so man, that that the smell of it's like a cotton candy, citrus hits your nose, but it hits your nose like a cloud. Mm. It doesn't hit your nose like you're breathing it in. You feel it like an aroma that's around your head. Okay. I don't know how they did that. I've never smelled anything like that. No, no, seriously. No, no, I believe you. I I'm believe so, you. And then when you drink it, um, initially. It has this very uh, kind of citrusy taste, but then after it kind of has in the back of your throat, it kind of has a more fruity taste, mm -hmm. but it's a little bit abrasive because I don't like really astringent, uh, you know, stuff like gotcha. Now, granted, I'm, I'm used to it because I drink a lot of melon juice and a lot of pineapple, but this is, this is good, man. And, and it kind of tastes like a Moscato. Just with a little bit more of a twang to it, like a little yeah. bit more, like a little so, more, a little more um, heft to it. Yeah, it's this, not that, not that light, 
if you give this some, some, some hood people, they'd be like, yo, this is Tang. <laughs> yeah. This is Tang with alcohol. Stop playing me, son. Yeah. yeah. You put some alcohol in Tang. Yeah. No, but it's, it's nice, man. It's interesting. So this one is actually uh, conditioned on pink guava, pineapple, tangerine. Has mar- it's brewed with marshmallows and some vanilla in it. It has the marshmallow cloud that I was talking about. Yeah. The guava, you could taste it. Not and as much the as the other stuff. It gets overpowered a little bit. But it's all in there to give it a very interesting spirit. Yeah, and on top of that, it's a sour, so it has that little, like you said, that citrus, mm-hmm. that twang on it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's very interesting. Thank you for uh, putting me up on that, man. No, no problem, man. That's, um, I re- I, within the last, I want to say, four months, five months, I was put on to sours by um, the homie Angels in the Hot Fields. Shouts to Angel. <laughs> and, um, and he put me on to sours. And... I'm telling you that there was times where I tried sours leading up to when I linked up with him. Mm-hmm. Very few times. And the reason they were few was because everything I tried, I was like, oh, this is, I'm like, yo, this is horrible. Like, what is this? I can't drink this. Mm-hmm. And, and it's all a matter of finding the right sour. Because mm-hmm. when he put me on to one, I was like, yeah, no, this is good. It has a, uh, like you said, it has a very refreshing quality, something where yeah. um, it, it it doesn't overpower a meal. And I'm like, oh, this is this is good. So... So you um, drink your your brews with with, with food? It, no, it, at times you know sometimes you have a beer. Well, you know what? And I don't nah because I, I now that I think about it, mm-hmm. I usually don't. Now, granted, beer will make foods taste better. Yes, it'll open up certain uh, aspects of food flavors and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I don't do that as much. I think I mean if we're barbecuing something, I'm drinking mm. beers leading up to it. But yeah. by the time I sit down to have my meal, yeah. I really don't. I really don't get uh, get involved with the actual drink at that moment. I'll mm-hmm. eat something and then I'll go right back to drinking. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that actual like drinking and eating simultaneously yeah. doesn't happen that often. Okay. Doesn't happen that often. Yeah, no, I totally I'm on the you know, Chinese people they don't do that much either. Um, they you know, they do their drinks after their food and so I've conditioned my body to well actually I you know, I do the intermittent fasting for sixteen hours dry, so Okay. I don't my body doesn't ask, and, and since all of the fruits have so many liquids, I, you know, I'm not really asking for liquids all day, but, you know, it, it's, it's better not to have your, your, your uh, because, you know, what happens is the stomach acids, you know, uh, you're already diluting the food, and then the stomach acids can't do what they need to do to break down your food and take the nutrition, the nutrition okay. value to where it needs to be effectively, mm. you know what I mean? So it's better not to mix your food with drink. Got you, got you. Well, speaking of drink. Thank we're going to get into this third drink. All right. Here. Um, this one's here. That Thank one's you, there. And this one here is from Jay Wakefield Brewing out of Wynwood. Okay. It is their Whip It Good. Well, you shouldn't have told me that. Now I'm biased, man. That's home team. <laughs> that might have a spot in number one in the <laughs> ranking, huh? Right. Yeah. But um, so this is their, uh, it's a wild ale. Clocks in at a 6%. And... Um, it's another fruited sour. Some tamarind. Dope. Oh, dope. It's another fruited sour. And, uh, yeah, man, pineapple, vanilla. Kind of. It's going to be very relative to the last one we had, but I, I have a feeling it's going to be a different experience. Okay. First time I'm trying it, too. Ooh. Hmm. This is interesting. This is really interesting, man. This is really interesting. Let me give it. 
It reminds me of Christmas. Okay. I'm feeling like Cedra. Okay. It's giving me that cedar feel, that cider feel. Yeah. That apple cider feel. You know what I mean? This is this reminded me when my parents told me I couldn't drink alcohol and then they handed me a cup that looked like alcohol. And I'm like, <laughs> y'all playing me, man. This is cider. <laughs> and so this has that cider feel, but when it goes down, it like there's something about the taste that like shoots down your throat, right? Yeah. I'm getting I, I'm liking the front end. Like the, the flavors that come up, up up top. Yeah. And it has a little bit of the sweetness. And the citrus. And the citrus. And then, but it does, by the time it plays out and you're done with it, yeah. it, it takes a whole other life. Like mm -hmm. it's. Yeah, it has like a, it has like a fermented taste to it because mm. of the cider part yeah. of it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Um, You're not drinking nowadays. I typically ask my guests at this point, what are you drinking nowadays? But you're not drinking. Drinking coconut water. Coconut all, water. All let's, day, let's, let's get on that coconut water. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, I can't, I can't ask you what brought you to coconut water because us being... No, I'll tell you what brings me to coconut water. But at the same time, go ahead. Us being from Hispaniola, the yeah. islands, yo, it's, it's just so... Tree of life. It's so preeminent, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, um, but what brought you to the point where you're like, yo, I'm going to ride out with coconut water? Yeah, man, because I know, like, uh, my liver, I, you know, I, I, I've always felt like this pain in this area. So I, I wanted to flush my liver, detox my liver, mm. and also get my kidneys. So I, I did the Dr. Morris uh, detox, right? And granted, the first seven days were, like, basic training, hell night or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, But once I got to that 30-day mark, I was like, man, I, I'm, you know, I'm bottling my piss. So I'm able to look to see the mucus in my, okay. in my urine. And I'm just like, man, like this is finally because, you know, when you when you when your kidneys aren't filtering properly, they look like a, a regular pale ale, like a beer. Mm -hmm. But when you start to see it like this, that's when your kidneys are filtered. Mm. This is what, you know, and I'm showing you a beer that looks cloudy and then one that looks more clear. clear yeah. And so when your piss looks like that, like it's like, wait a second. My kidneys aren't filtering, so I got my kidneys filtering drinking coconut water, right? Because coconut water is amazing for the kidney, okay. and also got my liver, uh, you know, cleansed out. And so, it, how long did you do this before? I mean, how long did you do that? Like the initial, the initial cleansing. The initial cleansing was thirty days, but then after I was like, man, I could do this. Mm. At the six day mark, I almost like had a, a breakdown, mental breakdown. But I called a friend of mine, and she was like, no, listen, thug it out, like, and I did it, and. I've never looked back and it's changed my body. I've, I've never weighed this weight. I always calculated online what I was supposed to weigh and I never understood how am I going to get down to 150? Mm -hmm. Like there was nothing ever any anyone could do or I could do for me to get down to 150. Mm -hmm. You know, even when my sister was training me, she's a personal trainer. Shout out to that girl MC. That girl MC. Yeah, I see. I seen you post. Yeah, shout out to the young, the young queen, man, yeah, for sure. Man. Yeah, at that girl MC. On IG, IG. yeah, cool. and she's uh, whatever. She she never she trained me before I went to China, but I ended up bulking up. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I was I left. I was like two fifteen diesel, and I caught some virus and lost all that weight. But I never I went back to one ninety one eighty, which is what I always weighed since mm -hmm. middle school. Yeah, and now I'm down to one fifty because I got rid of all that mucus and all that backed up toxicity in my body, and now I'm. Oh. I've, 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 I don't have the ups and downs, peaks and valleys throughout the day. So that's what brought me to coconut water, bro. And I, and I never, now it's a staple on my day to day because the amount of, because it's got iron, magnesium, all this good stuff that we yeah. need, right? And it's literally what people use IVs full of coconut water, right? When they can't get 
the saline solution that's in IV. Okay, I see. I didn't know that. They use coconut water. Wow. Because it's like blood, right? Yeah. So then you're already drinking what your body needs naturally. Mm. It, it goes so much farther than water because water is contaminated. Obviously, tap water, even if you filter it, right? There's yeah. still certain things. Yeah, that's, that's, that's going to get and by then, it. And then when you get, and if you do filter everything, then what good is it to drink water that has no minerals? Yeah. Right? So I mean, it's coconut, just for the purpose of hydrating, but that's it. There's no, no but other. You, but the, what hydrates you the most is the minerals because your okay. body, that's what it pulls. Gotcha. And that's gotcha. what it needs. And so the coconut has all the minerals that you need. Nice. And so naturally, like your body feels revitalized by that. That's why they call it Vita Coco because you feel vitalized by it. But gotcha. when you get it from the tree, there's nothing like it. Yeah. Yeah. Dope, dope. Um, let's get down to this last beer right here. Yeah. Yo, um, shouts to Beer 05, my man Hernan. Mm. He he provided the first three beers. Um, yo, check him out at Beer O, just the letter O, and then five. It's kind of like 305. Mm. And um, yeah, he provided me with the first three beers. This fourth beer came to us mm-hmm. through the homie, Us versus the Buff. Uh, he was the last guest I had on the podcast, and uh, he hit up uh, he hit up Spanish Marie, which is another brewery down by where he stays at. Um, I want I don't want to say Westchester, but it's it's down there. Um, this one we're gonna notice the difference. We're, we're we're you know we're taking we're taking leaps, we're taking leaps here because this one's actually gonna be nice. When I was down in Argentina, man, I was drinking a lot of these uh, dark beers. Okay, this is a stout. <clears throat> it's called Black is Beautiful. I already love it. Yeah, I already love it. Now I'm biased, that's, that's bro. It. Yo, <laughs> shit. this is the best beer. That's it. Shut down the podcast. That's it. Yo, let's it's a get, rap. Let's get into music. <laughs> get it. <laughs> so this is a uh, Black is Beautiful. Um, a so, lot yeah, of we're we gonna dedicate this one to the BLM man. Yeah, let's do that. Um, and and the the fact that you say that, um, a lot of breweries partook when when we started. Most recently, dealing with what's going on now, mm-hmm. a lot of the breweries decided to unite and all come out with their own version of Black is Beautiful. What? So several breweries. Now, there's, I mean, they're mostly stouts, but they did their own version. Right. So you can find a Black is Beautiful at most breweries. Yeah. They all participated. They all got involved. And what's that ABV? 10. Bro, Black is Power, <laughs> black this, power. Well, you know what I'm saying? When you get into like the Imperial Stouts, it gets heavy. Yeah. But that's a 10 right there. So let's give this one. I've never tried it before. Salud. Mm. Woo. This oh. is amazing. Bro. Did they infuse that with coffee? Yeah, well, I'm sure they, they threw coffee in there. Hold on, I'll give you the stats right now if I can get into it. So, like I said, Black is Beautiful. It's Spanish Marie Brewing's version of Black and Be- Black is Beautiful. It's a stout, an imperial double. Clocks into the 10. Uh, smooth, roasty, uh, imperial stout, jam-packed with... I don't even have my glass up. Caramel, subtle subtle chocolate notes. Uh, so you're getting caramel and chocolate in yeah, there. Yeah, I can taste the chocolate. Um, and and stouts usually have a, a coffee sensation. They they have they have some brews that are brewed with coffee, mm-hmm. but it would be a lot more uh, noticeable. Yeah. But this is yeah this is their black is beautiful, um, and uh, yeah man, what do you think of this one? Man, this one's uh, this one's black. What can I tell you, man? I'm biased. <laughs> but um, this is uh, it, it. The smell isn't as. Um, Aromatic as the others, yeah. but as soon as I smell it, it reminds me of those dark German uh, stouts. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. And so that's a good memory for me because I always like those and they're always stronger. Mm-hmm. And I always feel like I got to drink less of those to get the buzz. Got you. And so like I drink this and it's like I know where I'm going. There you go. And I'm going to get there. You're familiar with the, the, you're familiar with the location, so you don't need Google Maps. Exactly. You're like, Yo, I know I'm going to get there. there. <laughs> and so, and then, you know, and then it reminds me of, 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 of uh, when they gave me Cuban coffee as a kid, man. It kind of has that Cuban coffee uh, in look, feel, mm. and taste. Yeah. So it's yeah, nice the consistency thing, has a, and I'm not a big we're gonna, coffee. We're gonna have drinker. to rename this to the to the Black Cuban. The Black. This is the Black Cuban. <laughs> hey, bro. This, is the, this is the Black is beautiful, but it's also AKA the, the Black, Black Cuban, Cuban right here, man. <laughs> shout out to shout out to who's this? Spanish Marie. Spanish Marie, man. Brewing, yes sir, yes sir. Nice. Now this is an art, man. You know, I, this is art. Y- yeah, you're not lying. This, this is, is an art. This is for real. This is. This um, is. I'm not. First time tasting it as well. And um, I, I, I don't always go to a stout mm-hmm. just because of, like you said, it has the, the heaviness, it has like a hardiness to it. You feel it right to your liver. Yeah. I feel it like right now, it just went straight to my liver. Yeah, it, it found its home right away. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and sometimes they could, it's not something that you drink a bunch of. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, yo, late at night, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, you're settling in, you just had a, you know, a nice meal, you just want a little something. Mm-hmm. Just a little something you go with a stout because mm-hmm. you're not you're not planning on sitting there and banging can after can of stout or a bottle after bottle of Guinness or whatever, yep. and and it and it fits. But this one to me it seems even a little lighter than your typical stout because mm. you know if I think to Guinness, yeah 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 no because the, the aftertaste and the infused yeah the infused taste it, <clears throat> it takes off the edge but it has the initial presence of it. No indeed indeed. I'm not a drinker man but I'm an artist. And I can appreciate the art that goes into this. That goes into it. Definitely. Definitely. So shout out to them. All right. Well, one last thing before we get out of this segment. Real quick. One through four. Um, which one impressed you the most? Uh, which one? I think tied, tied, like... tied for first place would, okay. be the, would be the Black is, black is Cuban. I mean, Black is Beautiful. <laughs> along with... That one is the, uh, the, the, the Slush puff, Mellow. The Slush Mellow. The Puff Fluff. Bomb. So, you know, there's no losers here tonight. No. So, tied for first is Slush Mellow and Black is Beautiful. And then tied, tied for second is Whip It Good and, and El Creepy. And the Creepy. You know what I mean? Bomb. So, everybody's a winner today on uh, Bruise Over Beats and Eats because uh, they, really, they really came with it. Dope, man. We did what we came to do. Yeah. So, let's wrap this segment up and we'll see you guys on the beat section. All right. Bruce Beeson eats the podcast, and we have reached the beats portion, the beats segment. Live and direct. Yeah. Yo, what up? So, yeah, man, we still got Primo in the house with us. Shouts to Solar System Studios. Yeah. We're doing the thing here. Um, this is where I ask my guest, uh, Primo, man, we talk about early influences, what you're listening to nowadays, what mm-hmm. motivates you, what moves you, um, being that you are a musician yourself, so I know that there's a lot there that we can get into, so let's go back to like the early influences of music for you. Alright, early influences, man, all I want to do is a zoom, 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 shaker. Rex in effect. I remember those albums, my sister had the subscription to what, BMG? BMG. The Columbia House or the BMG? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Dow's effects, uh, mm. 
I want effects. Some the effects. effects. They want effects. Yeah, yeah. The, Microphone the, checker, yeah. all that. Yeah. Yo, come on. And you know, I'm the last of four kids, so I, I got blessed with all that stuff. And if you take it back further than that, you know what I mean? The, um, you want to love me, PYT, pretty young. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't yeah. deny Michael Jackson's yeah, influence. And, and my dad grew up in. Uh, in Louisiana, we went to school at Gremlin and stuff, so you know, okay. a lot of Smokey. Ah, uh, Smokey Robinson. Yeah, yeah. Just to see her, see her. <laughs> yeah. Just to hold her in my arms again. Just to see her again. Yo. Just to see her again. All right, let me oh, stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. That's not what I'm here for. I'm supposed, to, I'm supposed to maintain a level of professionalism <laughs> in here, but. But the black is beautiful. Got me singing. Yeah, man. Yo, um, no, definitely tears of a clown. All I mean that, yeah, that definitely yo. And then is influence. And then you know, ele wago, ele wago anya, alado ele masenkio, ele wago anya. So all the you know your Cuban salsa, your rubada, bedo abare, Buena Vista Social Club. Um, you name it, man. It was playing in the wow. crib, and then yeah. you know later the Willie Chirinos came in and the Celia Cruces. But yeah. originally, man, we were listening to the stuff that comes straight from the roots, man. True, true. Um, and a lot of stuff that you you don't know because it's just from different drum drum groups. Gotcha. Um, that you know they have recordings of, and and, and sometimes you know we'll play in the house. And um, what else, man? Uh, then you know uh, when I think of you. Baby. Yeah, more Mike. Yeah. No, that's Janet. Oh, that's right. That's Janet Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Pleasure Principle was my shit. Yeah. I just want I just want to be on record. If we're gonna talk Janet Jackson, yeah. Pleasure Principle was mine. Yeah, yeah bro. Okay. And you know, my sister was huge Janet. They thought they were Janet. You know, so <laughs> I grew up on that. But a little bit of everybody. So like like I vibe with, with, with Janet because my sister loved that. Mm. Like, I saw music through all my brothers and sisters' eyes. That's me. I see yeah. my life through the perspective of other Yo. people. And my sister, you know, in high school, she was listening to a lot of pop. And that's what started to shape me. You know, that Aaliyah, one in a million. Mm. Love yeah. One in a million. Mm. It goes on and on. Yeah, and yeah, on. man. And that's like my early, like, 11, 12, you know what I'm saying? Um, R. Kelly, okay, play, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that you was me of my G. I know it's not cool to say yeah, R. Kelly right now, right now, but everybody but, gets tight. You cross your arms. Yeah, I'm like, no, like, oh, R. Kelly, really? You gonna bring up R. Kelly? Can we stop? Really? Nah, bro, R. Kelly. You know what? What people do professionally that, and in their personal a, life are two very that's different an excellent point. That's and let's an talk, excellent let's talk point. about what society does to enable these people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't protect our kids enough. Yeah. You know what? And, and and every time people get worked about R. Kelly, I say, well, um, the Vatican's right there and they're housing mm. hundreds upon hundreds of hundreds of pedophiles mm. that they've been just transferring for decades, mm. centuries. Mm. And what well, y'all y- ain't out there protesting or making documents. Well, there's plenty of documentaries, documentaries about yeah. that. Right, especially now, the nuns are start, in Italy are starting to come out, really, and protest that because they were glorified nannies for these priests, and wow. they were also concubines for them. So whenever wow. the priest wanted to get his nut off, he was like, "Sister Mary, catch my nut, come over here right quick, and let Dude. me get it popping." And that's 
ritual abuse, bro. Yeah. Just like the ritual abuse everybody talking about all these pedophilia camps and all that stuff that was happening mm-hmm. with the pop. You know what I mean? This is like, come on, bro. We're going to get tight about R. Kelly. We're going to make R. Kelly the scapegoat for shit that's been going on forever. And, yeah. and, and when you got the Mormons and all the other groups, you know, marrying little teenage girls, mm-hmm. and then y'all do, y'all do reality shows about that, but y'all... Yeah, yeah you can't you, argue that, You know man, what I'm that's... saying? So it's like, and, and R. Kelly, yeah, he's a scumbag, so he gets these girls right when they... You know, like now, at least he's waiting till they right when they turn eighteen. Yeah. You know, he was on his you know way before the transition. But he was younger when he you know I mean yeah. Not to justify that, but you know I mean he was younger when he was messing with Aaliyah, and it was inside of a realm where you know he 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 was R Kelly at that time, bro. Yeah. Yeah. He made he made. Um, uh, a bump and grind. Bump and grind. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not giving him the pass. Like, he made thriller, but yeah, yeah. bro, he made bump and grind. You know what I mean? And he, how many classics did Even he write for other people, though? Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like, bro, let's so get the to- artist. Yeah. Ultimately, it's like you said. Like, I, when you you touched on it when you said it earlier, uh, definitely is we do we learn how to get past the person for the music or separate the person from the music? Exactly. Because if you think about it, bro, if you went back, Africa Bambata. Ooh, do we do bro. we not listen to you know do yeah. we not say that Africa Bambada wasn't a staple in our hip hop upcoming? He was, like bro. that's and we those were, are the question. And what happens is that people once you have to admit that now you're complicit because mm. you paid you you financed his pedophilia and now you feel dirty. Mm. You know what I mean? But we got to sit in that and we got to use that that dirty feeling to be like, all right, well we're not gonna let it happen no more. So we're gonna be more From vigilant. Forward. We're gonna be more proactive and we're yeah. gonna stop. Any and everybody else that's going to be doing it in the future. Mm. But if we just sit back and, 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 and point fingers, that's the divide and conquer thing. We'll never be able to heal. Yeah. We'll never be able to help the next kids that are getting abused right now as we speak. Wow. You know what that I mean? That's how we. That's how we. That's how we pretty much paralyze our ability to improve. Mm. You know what I mean? By, 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 by not... Sitting in that nasty feeling of like, yeah, that I uncomfortableness, have to do and then realizing that this is not something we want to go through again because exactly. it was so bad that I'm like, so from here on forward. So, speaking of here on forward, what's something you listen to nowadays? Thanks so much. Um, let me see now. What you got on the playlist? Man, I'm listening to a lot of Afro beats now, bro. Okay, but I'm also bumping that new Big Sean album, man, because Big Sean, man, he's talking about some stuff in there, and he's got this one song with Nipsey Hustle that's called Deep Reverence. Okay. And I was going to say Perseverance for some reason, but it's Deep Reverence. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've come across it. And he's got some bars in there, bro. Yeah. He's See, some super bars. I mean, for me, I've I've never been... I've always missed out on Big Sean because I didn't see what the... The draw was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see what the draw was. And the moments that I would hear him, of course, it's on a, a commercial somewhere. Or if, or if it was something that was commonly played on terrestrial radio, um, which even then I don't, I really don't listen to radio like that. But the music that gets played like that mm-hmm. has a way of infiltrating into your subconscious. Into, into your subconscious. That's what it's made for. So I'm You're meditating on someone's thoughts. You ever like they talk about Marcus Aurelius' meditations? As you read his book, if you read someone's book, you're meditating on their thoughts process, mm. their stream of thought. When you listen to someone's song, it's the same thing. Mm. And if you listen to it enough time, you become their meditation. Yeah. yeah. Are you listening to the music, or is the music listening to you? Are you watching the TV, or is the TV watching you? Yeah, that's strong. That's strong. So that's why I think I've been out of the Big Sean realm, but 
I know he does get he he is touted as one of the better rappers nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I got it. Maybe this is the album that I might have to jump in. Same thing with Nipsey Hussle. Yo, like I'm gonna I, give you one. I'm gonna give you a bar. Okay. Um, you know I'm here for the bars. Yeah, I'm here for the bars. <laughs> the brews beats and eats plus bars. Yeah. Um, life's a life's life will test you out. You live through that. That's testimony. Giving them hell, but how in the hell I got all these blessings on me? Most of the girls I know addicted to social media. All this time they put in, they could have wrote encyclopedia. Mm. Yo, I know this new generation don't even know what an encyclopedia is. Nah, you don't yeah. have the Britannica at the nah, crib. Bro. They nah. don't know about that. Um, Mama said it only takes one time to fuck up your whole Wikipedia. Uh, well, I was going to wonder why he didn't use Wikipedia there, but it makes sense yeah. now. Because yeah. it was coming up. Yep. Yeah. And as your son, I can see that type of light you see me in. After, the, after what happened to Nipsey, I reached out to Kendrick. It wasn't even no real issues there to begin with. Lack of mm. communication and wrong information from people fueled by their ego is like mixing flames with diesel. Energy crazy. I realize that it's a two-way street. What's coming is going. If you don't give more, if you don't give you more, it drains you. Should be a billionaire based on the time off I'm not taking. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get on that album. And it's funny that you mentioned Nipsey as well, because I didn't get on to Nipsey till Victory Lap. Mm. And um, and I thought that was man. I was on Nipsey early because bro, he looked like Snoop to me. I, bro, I remember I remember scrolling through um um uh, what's the blog um Not Right. Mm-hmm. I remember scrolling through Not Right, and I was like, Yo, who's this cat? And the first thing, see, <laughs> and the first thing, see how see how you said the first thing that drew you to him was that he looked like Snoop Dogg. Yeah. That's the thing that pushed me away. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, it was the opposite. I had the yeah. total opposite reaction. And, and my people, the architects, they know what's up. That I'm not a Snoop fan. Oh. I'm not a Snoop fan, uh, <laughs> and I, I'm actually rather harsh on Snoop when it comes to his music. Uh, but why though? All right, so Snoop early on, um, I felt I understood. I felt it. You know, uh, Dre Day. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, nothing but a G thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I saw the mystique, and I saw. Okay, I can see where this guy. He's got this. This even even though he was this shy, young, yeah. you know, late teens, early twenties kid rapping, uh, you could tell that he didn't have he didn't have that comfortability. Mm-hmm. Comfortability. I don't even know how to say the word. Comfortability. Comfortability. I said it right the first time. Let's go yeah. with that. Yeah. Like so, you could tell, but somehow he still had a um star a, a presence star quality, bro. Yeah. Despite, and then it would only gonna, it's only gonna get better. Mm-hmm. Um, the Doggy Style album, a lot of people think it's the greatest album. Bruh. I'm not, I'm not on that wave. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying it's the greatest album, but it's one, of, it's one of the classics, bro. So I've been told. But <laughs> the thing that did it to me was, come on, bro, he was pushing the limits like Uncle Luke was on this coast. Yeah, but, and I'm not saying well. Okay, I see where you're going with that because of the, the subject matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but. My thing that that always resonates with me is that he was on the Arsenio Hall show one time, mm-hmm. and he's talking there, and he does. I understand, I, bro. I understand the concept of an MC. Mm-hmm. I understand how if you don't say you're the best, no one will. Mm-hmm. I, you know, but he, me being so underground at that point in time, mm-hmm. like I was looking for, like like the radio had nothing for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, and so I was making myself familiar with all these underground mm-hmm. acts that was like rhyming like their ass off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when he goes on the Arsenio Hall show, which which 
granted, it's mainstream in a sense, mm-hmm. but our, you know, um, I and he went he went there and said um, he's the dopest freestyler in the United States. Mm. My first reaction is like, bro, nah, I've heard too many dope cats. Yeah. To know that that statement is not true, but what he he should have said the United States of Long Beach because that's where he was from. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, he said he was better than anybody out there, yeah. and I was like, nah, bro. Which, which later on, it becomes a tool. Mm-hmm. I, I now I understand what he was doing, which it becomes a tool where it's like, Jay Z did it, Jay Z did it, yeah. Little Wayne did it, Ti did it, Ti did it ridiculously. Okay, they're the ones saying. They're through the thoughts, through their thoughts, through their neurolinguistic their, programming. Okay, what they're saying it becomes truth once it gets to you. Yeah, yeah. Once it gets to everybody. So that's my thing with Snoop. I love Snoop. Right now, I'm like, yo, I, I like to see him on the commercials. It's. It, I'm sure that like his personality is probably way. I, I, it's probably more fitting for me than his music was. And man, the guy does. But I'm not gonna deny his music either. Yeah, no, you can't deny. You can't deny that. Look, look what he's done for these young kids, man, with the football program. Correct. Correct. No, no I mean, done bro, that. the turnaround is something else. Yeah. The turnaround is something else. I, I cannot. Take that away, and I can only all I could do is applaud the fact that he came up from where he came up, yeah, beat a murder case, and now yeah. people he's considered. I mean, he he he's cool with Martha Stewart. Yeah. Like yeah. Martha Stewart spent more time locked up yeah. than he did. Yeah, crazy. But uh, but yeah, she so that's, deserved that shit. Though. But, well, that's my thing with Snoop. That that's pretty much the short and the long of it. All right. So back to <laughs> back to where we left off we were talking about the Nipsey hustle so yeah I was a little late on Nipsey hustle too so I think I think this might be what the the, the moment where I'm like all right I'm gonna go back and listen to this big Sean um, to check it out yeah you um, gotta check it out and so that's what I'm on right now but I say the like when I really got to choose what I wanted to listen to mm-hmm. man when I heard that big pun capital punishment what? Wow. yeah my life, bro yeah. on that first interlude. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yo, and all the interludes on that, man. Bro, that stuff changed my life, bro. And Big Pun, to me, was like a superhero. And I knew all the stuff he was saying was a lie. Mm. You know what I mean? But to me, that's when I understood, like, rap is, like, just who's the best liar? And who lies so good that you want to believe it? Mm. You know what I mean? Because the imagination behind it was, like, made you feel like a kid again, you know what I mean? I get cut your head off, you send you send you to hell, tell the devil I sent you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, the dream shatter. Yeah. I was like, I don't know why players who ain't half as nice, waiting for the sacrifice, bottle of rocks, freeze the ice, stash the dope and rise. That's the one where that's glamour life. Yeah, but the other one was uh wonderful. when you awaken. Your man who will be, be taking, faking like you say when, when I'm the rhyming abomination. abomination. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. And that song you did with Black Thought? Come on, oh, bro. yeah, yeah. Yeah, super oh, lyrical. Man. Yeah, man. Come yeah. on, dude. And around that time, I was listening to Noriega, too. Okay. Right? Because the Neptunes had, you know, gotten a hold of New York, Noriega for a couple of productions, and that turned me on to them. And, you know, what, 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 mm-hmm. what, 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 what? You know, and then I started listening to Component Noriega and all that stuff. But, man, big pun, bro. Big pun, yeah, man. Rest yeah. In peace, pun, gone man. too soon, bro. For real, for real. I don't know, man. He, I, after I saw the documentary about him, I was like, yeesh. Yeah, man. there was definitely like again. You know the way he was living is. I'm not saying that he that that he was. It's just the way he was living. Come on, bro. And yeah. and, and the way he was unhealthy. Like he knew it. 
Yeah. Like, remember, 100, 100% he's like, I just lost 100 pounds. I'm trying to live. Like, he knew, yeah. like, you can't get like that and not think you're not going to go, bro. Yeah. And then it's not only that you're unhealthy, but dog, you rolling with a bunch of killers, bro. Granted, they keep you safe, but one of them might let off a shot one day because he's drunk. You know mm. what I mean? And you might be dead mm -hmm. just because of the company you keep. And yeah. those dudes were making stuff happen in New York. Yeah, yeah. Like, everybody was like, Terror Squad? What? All right, let's leave. Yeah. You know, just like BMF, uh -huh. you know, recently. Yeah, yeah. So, wow, that's something else, man. No, but definitely big pun, man. Uh, that nigga staple. shit. Smoking weed with my mom. That nigga shit. Slanging D that? and Haran. That nigga shit. That's big pun, man. That was the second album. That was the yeah, after too, Yeah, Baby or yeah. the mixtape? I think those were all mixtape okay. joints that he would do and stuff. Mm. Yo, and, and still not a player. Body, quad, yeah, yeah. Bro, he, he reminded... He reminded a lot of Latinos that where it started from, what it was about. Yeah, where we, yeah, that we started this as a unit. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that, so yo, it was a powerful. beautiful thing, man. He was I wish he would still be around, man. Yeah, that'd be I something wish else. He would still be around, bro. His son's around. Yeah, Chris you know Rivers. What I mean? But I feel like, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you know, just the 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 the, the problems that people catch with their friends. You know what I mean? Makes it so we, 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 like I was telling you, the beef I caught with a homie, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we put that out and that messes up the whole business model. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if Bill Gates and Warren Buffett had beef, you might not hear about it. No. You know what yeah. I mean? It would have to be somebody who was in their office that went and told, but you probably never hear from them. No. And a lot of times rappers, since we are naturally vocal people, we vocalize those things. Not knowing that in the end it's just gonna hurt our business and our legacy. Yeah, you know what I mean, because yeah. we, we come from a time like in the '80s when you didn't know the 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 life of the the artist. You know what I mean, and it was better for the business. Yeah. Now we know everything. It's a lot easier to point out the lies when you know everything. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we know too much, man. But Crazy. it helps. Now in this new business model, it helps them. But at the same yeah. time, it can hurt them just as easily. Yeah. Well, they found they they realized that it's like accessibility is what works people are now. Dying now. Yeah. yeah. People, yeah. people want to know how the Jello's made. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yo, Primo, we talk music, man. We we yeah. got we got we got into it. Yo, it's dope. Cool. We heard about what you came up listening to, what you you know, what you was inspired by in the midst of things, and then what you're listening to listening to most recently. I'm definitely gonna check out the Big Sean album. I think we heard too much of my opinion on Snoop Dogg on this. This is not this is a podcast by me, but it's not about me. Yeah. But regardless, there's only one thing left to do, which is wrap up this segment and get into the eats. Y'all know what's up, Bruce Beats and Eats, yeah. the podcast. Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast, and we have reached the Eats segment. Mm. Yes, yes, we've made it all the way through. Primo came through. We, we got to know him early on. We talked uh, Bruce. He, he was so kind to kind of break the rules and regulations that he lives by, just to sample the Bruce and see where they're at, yeah. and, and gave me great insight on them. All right? We got a, a tied for one and tied for two. This is the first time ever on this podcast that we didn't have a third or fourth place. Mm. So we're doing new things out here. Yeah. All right? Then we talked music, and now we talk eats. Um, Primo, I, you were the first person to ever mention to me fruitarian. Mm. Right, we've heard of vegetarian, pescatarian, mm -hmm. but now... Vegan, but you broke you. You know you you, you introduced me to the, the terminology fruitarian, mm -hmm. but I was like, no, hold on, 
I mean, don't tell me, don't hold, don't tell me anymore because we're gonna do this on the podcast. We're gonna mm-hmm. break it down. Now, my peoples, don't worry. We will get into the food. You know what I'm saying? We will get into those dishes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, Primo's been around for a minute, and, and he hasn't been fruitarian the whole time. So we, mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna indulge you with the desserts, the appetizers. You know what I'm saying? You know yeah. the, the, that one meal. But before we get into that, I just want us to kind of I want him to kind of put us on to what a fruitarian is. All right, bet so. Um... The first time I heard about, so I went vegetarian when I was 19. Okay. So this has been like a lifelong journey, right? Gotcha. I didn't wake up one day and was like, all right, I can just live off of fruits. Because it was hard enough to go from being a vegan to a fruitarian. Um, like mentally, like I told you, I broke down on the sixth day of my 30-day detox, right? Starting with fruits to get my kidneys filtering again. So, you know, it's, it was a long time coming, you know what I mean? I was uh, vegetarian, then I went back pescatarian, then I kind of went intuitarian, which was something... <laughs> Is that, that like, like the... the, the I that created that. Oh, I was about to say, because it sounds like intuit, like oh, the books, like the, ah, the way you do your taxes. Books, on, no, yeah, no, no, intuitarian was like, I would just go to the grocery store. At that point, I didn't really have a taste for meat anymore. Okay. I would never buy meat for the house. You know, my mom would try to coerce me into having Noche Buena and... Mm, yeah, yeah. And boy going on. Yeah, tradition. But, you know, I would intuitively go down the aisle and just let my body take me, gravitate me to whatever it's asking for. Mm. Like now I do that same thing with, you know, some days when I feel like I need more fats for my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have hemp seeds and chia seeds, um, you know, and stuff like that. Right. To get that fat. It's like you, you get more fat from that than from a steak. Like you can get a cup of that. Hemp seeds, mm-hmm. you get just as much as fat from one of these steaks. Meanwhile, mm. you don't have to deal with all the downsides of the steak, and you don't have to deal so you can with kind of do like the keto on that. Because if, if you're talking about trying to get your body into ketosis with the fats, way way faster because your body's mm. now. It's like it's like if you're running a car. Like every time you get home from work, you keep running the car. Mm. And then how long do you think that car is going to last? Yeah. And most of the time... We Put too many to sleep, hours on that motor. Most of the time we go to sleep, we're still running our digestive system. Mm. That's why I do the 16-hour intermittent fast, okay. which is hard. It's a dry fast. I don't drink nothing until 16 hours have passed. But you will realize that those stem cells are starting... So the, 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 the regeneration of the cells mm. and the stem cells are actually being sparked to start regenerating and, and remaking themselves and so and you can feel it you feel alive like i remember uh, when i first started going fruitarian like i could feel the blood in my veins and it was nice wow that that's like because they've already they realized i don't know if you heard of dr sebi yes talks about electric food right yes electricity is we have an electrical aura yeah we, right we emit electricity. We electric. yeah. we're electricity everything you know we're batteries and so what is most like us? Electric food. And dead food is not electric. Doesn't have any charge in it. Doesn't have any charge or energy. Mm. That's why you think about the Bible. They're picking fruits off trees. Now we think it's weird to go get food from trees. <laughs> like, they, yo, they knocked down all the, the, the trees back in uh, 2004, 2000, 2002 because of the cankers. Yo, the citrus, man. That's yeah. how they, that, they finessed off Floridians. I bro. was, yo. They got finessed. I was sitting there going, bro. This is we we're providing ourselves with the, with the juice, with the the fruit that represents the state. Yep. And they're gonna tell us we you gotta come through and knock them all down. Like what? So we could go purchase from you. Yep. That's exactly what it is. Just like right now, 
We've got a new disease out there. Really? We got a new disease now, a new virus. Oh, the coronavirus. We got yeah. the coronavirus thought, out there. I was, yo, I was so used to 2020 being what it is that I'm like, no, there's another one. Nah, I didn't think. Well, you know, you yeah, see yeah. malaria is making it come back out, out, out east. But no, nah, man, what I'm saying is that, look, this coronavirus now is a perfect example. Like the citrus fruit, they come and mark your tree if it was close enough to another tree that was sick. And like, That's and now, now they're marking you. Now they they shooting a, a laser at your head to check your temperature. And they're quarantining you like, dude. Every time some, one of these things happen, they use those things to control us wow. and tell us what the fuck to do. No, nah, people should have hugged their trees, tied themselves to their I'm here, trees I'm, and not let them yeah. cut it down. Because what? Now we got a whole bunch of oranges that are sprayed with pesticides that mm. aren't no damn good. Because whatever, like, that's why me now I don't put no bullshit on my skin. Like, mm. uh, I, because 60% of whatever you put on your skin gets absorbed into you. We're porous. Mm. Yeah. We see ourselves as solid things because of the way the eye works, but yeah. we're not solid. Yeah, there's a reason why moisture protrudes yeah, through your skin to cool you. you off. Exactly. And so, going back to the whole thing about the fruitarian is that I needed that energy. I needed that detox. I need yo. And people are like, yo, so how long are you gonna do this for? Yo, I'm two weeks in. I'm like, but I've been eating like shit for 34 years. And I haven't been eating as bad as other people because even growing mm. up as a kid, my, ma- my mom every night is making a arroz frijoles, maduro yeah. with some kind of meat because we thought that was the protein that we needed. But now that science has caught up and was like, yo, protein's actually related to higher incidence of cancer. Well, why are we adjusting to that? Because we're creatures of habit. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I tell people I'm a fruitarian. Like, I could never do that. Well, if you never try, you're right. You know what I mean? You, yo, going back to early on, you're telling yourself, you're programming yourself Program. by you're saying, I can never do that. So now you're already taking in that. Yeah. And your cells are listening to that. That's what I'm saying. So you're going to have an even harder healing crisis because that's, you know, what all of the naturopathic um, healers call it mm. a healing crisis. Because, you know, we look at our, our eyes start watering. Oh, my gosh. And you dry out, oh, what's wrong with my eyes? Or my nose starts running. These are natural things that the body does it's to rejecting. heal itself. Yeah. It's cleansing out all the dust in your nose. Mm-hmm. It's cleansing out the dust in your eye. Let it happen. You know what I mean? If you're spitting, you know what I mean? You're spitting because there might be too much mucus in your system. You know what I mean? And why is that mucus in your system? You're probably eating too many refined grains and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? White bread. You know what I mean? Too much rice. And, and, and stuff like that So it's like Once you get all that out You don't feel Like I now I I, I, I feel lit up all day But I realized I was dim mm-hmm. And it was so easy For me to fall into Depression and anxiety Because the energy level Of the food that I was having Wasn't conducive To the energy level Of my life Wow You know what I'm saying You gotta eat for the life you live And since I'm a highly empathic And spiritual person I gotta eat on that frequency Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying everybody needs to eat like me, but the reality is that you need to eat like yourself and you need to define what you are, you know what I mean, in this world that's constantly telling you who and what you are and what you should be, you know what I mean? And they're programming you by those billboards, by those commercials, and we fall into that and we're slaves to our tongue. And I remember an old adage I heard, yo, the Chinese look at it like, don't eat for taste. If And that old saying... If it tastes good, spit it out because it's probably bad for you. Mm. And if you if you letting food 
seduce you because it's going to taste good for 10, 15 seconds while it's in your mouth because most people don't chew 40 to 60 times like we should, you know what I mean? Then you played yourself because mm. the next 24 hours or 48 hours in the case of, to 72 hours in the case of meat, because that's how long it takes to digest, okay. bro, you just lost because now you just raise your chances of getting foods that are already adulterated with hormones. Now, don't get it twisted. When I was in Argentina and I was having meat that came straight off the farm, that lived a good life, you could feel the energy of that life. But here we got these cows in stalls next to each other. The chickens are all like dying, yeah. eating each other's shit. Mm -hmm. The energy of that life is shit. What do you think your life is going to be yeah. in response to that? And then we don't even have the humanity. We call them animals. But we're the real animals. We chop off their heads and we won't even look at their faces when we're eating them. My parents thought it was so weird when they came to the United States. You get fish without a head. You get chicken without a head that you don't got to pluck. What is this? Hmm. I never thought about it like Amer that. Kid, American kids think chicken nuggets are like... The chicken, the, the chicken nuggets is something that the chicken produces just like that. Yeah, like a nugget it just, comes it just out, pops of, out like that, yeah. and that the steaks they just land at Publix magically. Yeah, nah, bro, they chop up live animals. They have in in India, the cow is one of the most respected animals. Yeah, and yeah. why? Because the cow has feelings. Like if the cow's living with you and somebody in the house dies. They've seen cows cry. This is like recorded. Really? Cows crying. Wow. So that means that they have emotional intelligence. And even Ayurveda, the Ayurvedic diet yeah. tells you you shouldn't eat anything that has the evolution close to you. You have to eat things that are far away Got from you. you. Because if not, you take everything has memory and you're taking in that memory. And you're taking in that last moment, right? Because those animals have intelligence. They know they're about to get capped. Mm. Right? Yeah. In the head when they're in the fucking slaughterhouse. Yeah. So all that adrenaline that's going into their meat, you're eating that. Mm. And, you know, people talking now with those pedophile rings about the adrenochrome with the sacrifices and the child sacrifices and all that stuff, that that's why they drink the blood with the adrenaline in it because it's like a stimulant or whatever. It's like a drug. Crazy. But every drug has a downside to it and it has a, a day of reckoning. So it's like, do you really want to be, we already know what meat does. Yeah. The quality of meat that we're do, eating here as processed, mass produced is, it, you know, it, we know it's bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I'm not saying if you really have a thing for meat, eat it, but try to get the best meat you can. Yeah. Try yeah. to get organic farm raised. You know what I'm saying? So me, my thing was a journey of awareness and then also, taking myself to the next level. I didn't know what a vegan was so I was dating some girl that was a vegan even though I was a vegetarian. And then she had mentioned to me fruititarianism. And then I found Dr. Morris to a friend of mine that had done it. And it took me two years before I took the plunge. And I started now in February and it was a perfect time uh, during the pan pandemic. Yeah, yeah, because that was, that was, the, that was the stuff that was, that was in abundance. Like everybody, nobody goes for the fruits. Nope. Nobody goes for the vegetables. Nope. Man, Dude, yo, you never go hungry. I go to all my family's house. Yo, let me get that. And they're like, of course, take it here. Take all the fruits. It's going bad. Yeah. yeah. You eat for free in so many places as a yeah. vegetarian. And people are like, bro, but what do you do? Like, cause I used to be that vegetarian that I would like, you know, dabble with my girlfriend, you know what I mean? And, but now I don't, I'm like, dude, enjoy your food and I'm going to bless your food and, and yeah. I'm going to eat my fruits and that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And everybody's going to be happy and I'm going to feel great because this is the energy level I got to be at. You do what you got to do. Bro, it, it's now, <laughs> first thing I'm going to say is I'm loving, I'm loving the, the theory, the theology, what you're throwing at me and then, and the, the system that you're, you're 
you're introducing me to is great. It's horrible for my podcast. <laughs> Bro, I'm going to tell you right now, this is bad for my podcast because, you know, of course. This might we, get the most views, though. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But I'm sitting there going like, yo, he's making so much sense. But damn, why don't I talk to, you know, how am I going to sit here and talk to the next person about Philly cheesesteaks? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But you're making a lot of sense in the sense that when you say, Buy the it's a little more expensive. Buy the organic, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking here. I'm like, you know what? If you don't do it so often, it's not that expensive. Exactly. Because if you treat yourself once in a while to the expensive stuff, mm-hmm. that's fine. Because it'll be another while, which which goes back to, I mean, my thing is a balance, and we 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 spoke about this is not the beat segment but we spoke about hip hop and my biggest complaint in hip hop through the years has been there's not enough balance yeah. you know they're going to they're going to give you what they want you to hear mm-hmm. so so the same goes for us finding a balance with and what eating. you want the, and what they want you to see look at all these and kids wearing you... skinny jeans now bro imagine wearing skinny jeans in the 90s bro bro you wouldn't make it through homeroom nah, like the, yo, nah. you would leave homeroom class regardless whether they took attendance or not you was nah. out there because they were not gonna let you live girls are shopping with their girlfriend dudes are shopping with their girlfriend now like babe um, let me borrow your jeans. Like, <laughs> yeah. bro, come on. Like Charlie Murphy said, you know where you got that shirt. You damn sure wasn't the men's department. <laughs> yeah. Come on, son. Yeah. <laughs> so it's true. Crazy right now. But, the, it, I mean, it does bring me to a point where, you, you know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be about extremes. Mm-hmm. It's about introducing. Yeah. It's about introducing certain things so that you have more than one option. Yeah. Um, so that you can navigate through different worlds. Right. And then... And if nothing else, you could figure out, yo, did I actually feel better? Mm-hmm. Shit, maybe I did feel better. Mm-hmm. Maybe, and then that might shift. Exactly. That might shift the table over from a, a, you know, what I'm saying, let's say from a an eighty twenty to a fifty fifty yeah. to an eighty twenty in the but other direction. But you know check what I'm this saying? out. Like I told you, I went vegetarian at nineteen, right? Mm-hmm. That was my fifty fifty. Gotcha. Then I went vegan. That was my 70-30. Mm. Now I'm fruitarian, 90-10. So I don't cook anything. I'll have some vegetables. Um, you know, I did like the first five months strict fruitarian. And now, I'm, you know, I have some vegetables and stuff. But I don't cook any vegetables, right? Gotcha. Because once you cook the vegetables, that's it. You, you brought down the energy. The, You're yeah. killing it. You know yeah. what I mean? Because plants, when they're alive, is when you want to eat them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's when you take in the most life from them. Right, they're chlorophyll. But most people will cook vegetables and then strain out the green juice, right? Mm. But that's the whole reason to eat because <laughs> it has the juice within it. That's the chlorophyll. That's yeah. what you need. You don't need the other stuff. That's fiber. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, you should you have need fiber. fiber in your diet. Yeah, but you don't need more fiber than you need chlorophyll. No, because chlorophyll is what gives your hemoglobin that supercharge. Mm. That's why veggies, green, dark leafy greens are superfoods. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they oh. give you life. Crazy. Crazy. So, well, let's get back to the other side of things. Philly cheesesteaks? Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Philly cheesesteak. Woo. Where's the best Philly cheesesteak you've ever had? I okay. got memories. Bro. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Da-da. So, I would say as of right now, the best Philly cheesesteak I had wasn't even in Philadelphia. No? It was... At a spot called Direct from Philly, it was the very first episode of Bruce Beats and Eats, myself and Venora Sayo, a.k.a. my man X, all right? Uh, we, um, 
we actually we actually recorded the first episode off the strength of this cheesesteak because mm-hmm. um, they gave us something to discuss on the mm-hmm. eats portion of the show. So we went to a, I was recommended uh, by Big Trez. Shouts to you, Big Trez. Um, he told me about this gas station who had these Philly cheesesteaks that were serious. Mm-hmm. I had a day off, chill, like, yo, let's go grab some lunch. Mm-hmm. Pulled up to the gas station. That Philly cheesesteak was on point. Yeah. So that's, that's, the, that's the one that was the move. Now, there is another place nearby that I have not been to yet, but I plan on. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if that'll be the one that topples the gas station Philly cheesesteak. But yeah, direct from Philly. I mean, the bread, the reason it's called direct from Philly is because the bread comes from Philly. Okay, nice. Yeah, so they, they, you know, I mean, and they do everything. It starts off your basic, you know, um, uh, meat and cheese, but then you could throw mushrooms on there, uh, red peppers. Uh, you know, you, you, get, you, can, you, can get a, you can get creative with the Philly cheesesteaks nice. over there. So, but to you, like the meal... The meal that that one that that captivated you, yeah. What was which which meal is that, or what 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 does that dish consist of? Mm. Man, I was big on like sushi. Okay. Yeah, like because you know I got fed force fed. I think you know like the three, and I liked it. You know what I mean? Like my tongue liked it. Mm. My body hated it. Mm. You know what I mean? Every morning before school, I get you know two eggs over easy, two toasts. Uh, two pancakes, you know, gotcha. what I mean, standard American breakfast. Yeah. But by the time I get into first, my first class, I said my brain had already shut down because, you know, they they say you have a lot of neurons, mm-hmm. billions of neurons, right, in your gut. That's why they call it a gut feeling. <laughs> this is our second brain. Mm. When one is working, the other one's not working. Just like. Your big head and your little head, like yeah. when your dick head is hard, your <laughs> you, brain's not working because all the blood's there. <laughs> yeah. Similarly, when your blood is in your digestive system doing its job, it's not in your fucking brain. And so I, I you know, now I tell my mom, I'm like, yo, you sent us to school every day without a brain. Mm. Every day. Wow. I was fighting to stay awake by noon. And then, you know, as the day tapers off, I'm, you know, you get that crash from the food. Like, yeah. first off, you shut down to digest. And then you crash, you know what I mean? So like, I, I went into battle every day without a sword. So, I, you know, I used to like my breakfasts with my Aunt Jemima syrup and mm. all that stuff, but only my tongue liked it. My body hated it. I just wasn't yeah. aware enough to, to know what was best for me, you know? Um, then I switched over to the oatmeals and with fruits and stuff like that. But then I realized that, you know, leaky gut is a real thing and it's the, the beginning of most sicknesses that we have and it was part of my gluten allergies so I would always have mucus back up and I would always be spitting because of that you know what I mean because I had leaky gut you know from eating refined grains and and uh, and, uh, and and um, what was I saying uh, leaky gut from the refined grains and the gluten and the gluten in the breads and the breads the starches yeah. so you know that was messing me up Big time. And I remember it dropped my immune system, right? Because as the mucus builds up, your body's fighting that. And so, the, you know, it it, doesn't it's, have it's always in a constant battle. The resources so to exactly take care of. to take care of the new invaders. And mm-hmm. so I remember I used to go, you know, you used to go to the movies with, you, with girls on the weekend, yeah. try to finger pop them and make yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. And I remember I would, all I would have to do was kiss a girl and I have tonsillitis the next week. Wow. Swollen tonsils. And then now I got to take antibiotics. And you know antibiotics in the body is like a nuclear bomb. Yeah. And so I, I look back in retrospect, I was just completely demolishing my immune system. 
Now, granted, I went to a naturopath when I was in my late teens, and she started giving me cholesterol and stuff to build back up my and immunoplex to build back up. But all I really needed was my food. I didn't need supplements. All I mm. needed was food that let my body naturally heal itself right and naturally be ready for anything. Yeah. Like, and then you add that with like breath work and all the Wim Hof stuff that you could do. You're gonna be impervious to anything. Yeah. Like literally, they inoculated Wim Hof. I don't know if you saw that scientific. No, no, he went to a university. They inoculated him with a virus, and he triggered his adrenaline system to to fight it. Wow. And to take it out. And no, that's something else. They're still baffled. It's on Dope. YouTube. It's Dope. all out there. I gotta check it. Yeah, I'm actually looking to go to Poland in January to do a week with Wim Hof over there in Poland. Okay. You know how he runs up the mountain with just shorts on and the cold and <laughs> yeah. stuff. And I've been doing cold baths and ice baths, so I've been training for okay. that. Okay, you and Rick Rubin. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm going to go with my incense. There you go. With Rick Rubin, we're going to be out there, you know what I mean? I'm, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's a grip, but it's still, you know, it's still, it's, it's still necessary, man. Yeah. You know, and I, I know you say it's, you don't have to be an extremist, but as you go on that journey, eventually you're going to end here because mm. this is the culmination of wellness. This is the culmination of health. If you want to reach that, a lot yeah. of times we don't realize that health and well-being has to do with the physical, the emotional, mm. the psychological. And sometimes we don't realize that we eat not only because that's what we were programmed, habit, that's what we saw in our house, you know what I mean? So they're tied sometimes to good memory, but also tied to bad memory. Yeah. And I used to think, well, what was I thinking before I wanted to go grab that cookie? Because I was a sugar fiend, man. I used to have a whole Publix tub of ice cream in one sitting with the hard shell topping on just by myself. How did you know we were going to get into the desserts portion of this? I was going to ask you, but you're already there, bro. Segway. Yeah, yeah, this is This is... What do they call tele, tele, telepathy? Telepathy, man. yeah, man. The wave, the brain waves in contact. Yeah. yeah. So I was gonna ask you that. Well, what did you get into? So obviously, ice oh, cream. Shit. But what did I do? Because I was depressed, man. I was, mm. I was depressed, and so I was like, I gotta put some discipline in in, mm. in, 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 in my feelings because I know I would I would purposely so I wouldn't be awake to feel the pain. I would have sugar because the sugar would give me that. Up and then up, that drop, and drop, so mm -hmm. I would fall asleep. Yeah, and then I would sleep for more hours because I didn't want to be awake and wow. feel the depression and feel the anxiety and feel sad. Mm. And so, what did I do? I was like, I'm gonna starve my demons because I've already sat at the table. I already know what they eat and they love mm. sugar. And so I gave, I gave away sugar for a year, and then when I came back to take the stuff. Now I can see a cookie, I care less. Now I see ice cream, I don't give a fuck. Mm. There's no, because I rewired my brain. Yeah. My brain was wired because, I, and they've done these studies on rats. And they know that the sugar starts to wear away at the blood-brain barrier. Hmm. Oh, man. It's bad. Hmm. What, I'm going to send you this documentary uh, done by DW. Uh, and it's, it's, it's insane. Like, it takes their cognitive skills down so low. Yeah. That the rats are like they look like idiots, but they put the other rat that they didn't give sugar. Come and right out that maze, find the cheese exactly, at the end, man. Even the spatial recognition, like rats are like, if you put something there, he's gonna know it was there, even if you take him out of the setting and put him back in. But once you in involve the sugar water that they're giving him, that's it. They yeah. don't they don't remember properly. Yeah. They, their cognitive skills are significantly lower, and I know that. Not only was my cognitive lower, but my emotional um, 
and my and my spiritual right because that yeah. stuff dims your light it's all processed food and so my connectivity like now I can sit down and clear my mind in two seconds before I used to have to build up to my meditation mm. I used to have to build up to any spiritual practice that wow. I want to do now I live and, and I took this from the Taoist the Tao Chinese they, okay. they don't they don't meditate they live in meditation and I was like how do I get to that you have to create a state of wellness to where you don't have to you know what I mean Sit yourself down. Wherever you are, you're meditating. Wow. And and it's a journey. You know what I mean? I'm, you know? Yeah. And a lot of times people think it, it means you got to go to a mountaintop. No, man. I'm here in the sauce. <laughs> and, 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 and I've found myself at work and nothing before being an empath meant that I felt everybody's energy and it all affected me. Yeah. Like, one bad meal or one bad interaction could trigger a whole two weeks of bad mood. Mm. Now, that never happens because I know whose energy's what and what energy's mine. Mm. And if it doesn't align with my frequency, it's the law of attraction. It doesn't even touch me. Wow. I'm, I'm incubated by my own wellness. You got the force field around you. Exactly. Anakin with it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yo. Primo. Bro. We, we went through. We, we, we I mean, we... Checked everything off the list. The yeah, we got to know you. We drank brews. We talked beats. And we just finished discussing eats, man. You, you definitely put me on to a lot of stuff that's new incoming information. I, I'm, I'm blessed to hear it all and always looking forward to more. Um, the, yeah, one last time, man, where they could find you. Mm-hmm. Um, man, where they could holler, experience. if you want to get at me, holler at Ed. Brews, beats, and eats, man. <laughs> that's it. This is a, a great guy. Man, you know, I always think of that of of the 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 the, the ma'at ma'at from the Egyptian. The, okay, this is you know what the commandments were extrapolated from the Got laws you. of ma'at, right? Wow. And the the Egyptians believe that when you go into the afterlife, they put your heart on a scale and they weigh it against a feather. You mm, seen that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know your heart is light as a feather, man. And so I'm blessed and honored so, to be here with so you. So appreciated, man. Yo, this and is so, an experience that had to happen, so, but it happened when it was supposed to. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I, I know we touched on it that it's been, this has been more than about about roughly almost within a year in the making. We've been talking about mm-hmm. getting together and doing this, and it happened when it was supposed to yeah, happen, man. bro. And I, I don't rock with everybody, bro. I'm telling you, people have asked me to like. It took three people to get me to guitars over guns, bro. Mm. It took you just. Text me one time and I'm here, bro. Yeah. And I'm gonna share every and everything. I'll put my heart to people that got an open heart chakra, man. So yeah. uh Primo underscore music underscore but rock with my boy Bruce Beats and Eats because like I'm here because of him and his heart. Otherwise I wouldn't be here if the vibration wasn't right. So bless you, man. And I and I, I look forward to seeing the trajectory of this podcast and any yeah. and everything Amen. I could do. To make sure it gets there sooner. Much appreciated. Let me know because I'm on that. I'm with that. And everybody that's listening, you should be feeling the same way because Ed is that guy. You know what I'm saying? And and we have a duty. If we're going to shit on all the people that shit on us and if you're mad at Trump and you're mad at the police and you give all that energy to that, think about what the world would be like if we take the attention away from the negativity and the people that don't do us right and go deposit with the people that do do us right and do love us and do create things for us and do give us platforms and give us the good energy and vibration that we need. So fuck with Bruce Beats and Eats, my boy Ed. I love you from the heart, my brother. You already know. Primo.
And there it is. Bruise Beats and Easter Podcast. As always, I'd like to thank my guest, Primo, for taking the time, sitting down, talking it up with me. I'd like to thank you, the listener, for for tuning in another week, man. I appreciate the support. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, tell an enemy. Tell somebody. Let them know where it's coming from. You can find it on all streaming platforms. Make sure you get over to YouTube. Subscribe. The videos are coming. The audio episodes are up there, too. Yo, shouts to Venora Sayo, my man X, the young one. Alright, he's helping me put these videos together The audio videos, I guess if that makes sense And we're putting them up on YouTube Please, subscribe, hit the bell So you get the notification, comment Let me know what's up um, You know what it is, if you want to keep up with me It's Bruce Beats, the letter N eats on IG And yes I think it was best said by Primo The love flows Yeah Another one I'm sorry Khaled <laughs> Bruce Beats and he's the podcast we I'm are. out my brother.